0: When we reopen, the number continues to go down. How can that be? Because our reopening is different than their reopening. Our reopening is based on the numbers. Our reopening is phased. And because New Yorkers have been smart. And they have been diligent.
1: Arthur Idala's not coming on today. Usually we play the Rolling Stones. This classic, Start Me Up for the Great Attorney, Artie Idala. He's not coming on today, but the Rolling Stones start me up. Start us up, I should say. The Burning and Sid in the Morning Show on Talk Radio 77 WABC on this Getaway Friday morning here in uh, the middle of June in New York City. There you heard from uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo. And uh, in half the regions, remember there are 10 regions. In New York City. In New York, I should say, the state. You only care about two or three, to be honest. But uh, half the regions, for what it's worth, in this state, will enter phase three today. And we'll talk about those specifically momentarily. Also, if there's a statue of you somewhere, could be uh, Bernie McGurk, a statue outside of Madison Square Garden. Could be Christopher Columbus. Could be some statue in Oxford, England. The assault is on. And at some point... Over the next couple of weeks, they're going to topple you, behead you, almost like a jihad attack. <laughs> they're going to topple you, behead right. you, and uh, that's the end of that. So those are kind of the, the big stories today. Are- Phase three uh, in a lot of New York and the statues under assault around the world today.
2: They are quasi-domestic uh, terrorists. I mean, they're not actually killing people. But, yes, beheading, uh, they beheaded a uh, Christopher Columbus statue down in Camden, New Jersey. Yep. Other places across the country, and uh, they actually have police protection for the Christopher Columbus uh, statue up in Columbus Circle. Right now, as we speak, we just went through this.
1: Yeah, well, it's not just him. Uh, There's a bunch of uh, Cecil Rhodes and, uh, of course, uh, the Belgium King Leopold II. And there's an assault, too, on all of the statues and monuments in Washington, D.C. I did see the video this morning of this Angela Rye on CNN. And she wants uh, the statues, the monuments, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson taken down in D.C. And if that's not bad enough, the psycho, you like to call her the punk in the pantsuit, Nancy Pelosi. The, the, she uh, wants the, el- other, the other punk the in other the punk, yeah. She wants 11 removed from D.C. Uh, <laughs> and she's talking specifically about Jefferson Davis and Alexander Stevens. So this uh, this thing has uh, huge tentacles, this, this uh, murder of George Floyd, which that's all it should have been. An innocent man murdered at the hands of a racist, you know, dirty, corrupt cop. That's all it should have been. Uh, a little bit of an outcry, I get it. Maybe a protest or two. But
2: this thing has become absolutely ridiculous. It's even, uh, they want to change the names of uh, military bases like Fort Bragg, which was named after a Confederate Army uh, general. Uh, Braxton Bragg, but nobody knows that. However, uh, the Trump administration did put out a statement about that. They said that every army installation is named for a soldier who holds a place in our military history. Accordingly, these historic names represent individuals, not causes or ideologies. It should be noted that the naming occurred in the spirit of reconciliation, not division, said the uh, top spokesperson for the army under (laughs) President Obama!
1: Ah, yes. <laughs> the great yeah. President Obama.
2: About yes. uh, four or five years ago, they put yeah. that out. However, I guess times change. No, Stand- time. Standards change. It and Leaders
1: changed. change. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, um, well, it's just everywhere right now. You know, I saw so many posts yesterday burn on. Even Jill. Our producer, a former producer, I don't know what she, I don't know if she's ever coming back, but uh, nevertheless, she put up a Gone with the Wind post yesterday. My wife was even compelled to talk about it. Uh, she's on the side of it does portray African-Americans as embarrassing. The Hattie McDaniel part, you know, Butterfly McQueen, the way they the way they talk in the movie that we didn't really talk like that back in the uh, in the 1930s. There's a fair amount of very rational, level-minded people that do believe that that movie did portray those black characters in very embarrassing fashion. Well, wait a second. The movie was set in, uh, in, in the 1860s. Understood. Understood. Right. Okay. But um, nevertheless, there's a lot of folks who feel that way. I don't now. Now, just but my wife, for example, she, she still thinks that you should leave the movie on, don't take it off. She understands why black people would be upset. She's more like that than I am. But she's also with me in that you know you can't you can't just smash freedom of speech and start eliminating things in our society day after day. But that's where we are, and uh, there's a there's a lot more support. Scarily. There's a lot more support for a lot of these things and, than I would like in our country today. A lot more. And it's, it scares the hell out of me. It really does. I mean, are we really doing all this stuff? Taking TV shows off the air, movies off the shelf.
2: Cops, live, live PD. Yeah. I don't know nothing about birth and no babies. Miss Scarlet, <laughs> smack in the face. Yeah, 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 it was a little harsh, but um, it, it was, uh, you know, I mean, that's, a, that's the way they treated. The, they showed reality in the 1860s uh, and before. Under slavery. It was it was harsh. It was
1: bad. No, but one of the, the uh, complaints was, and even Hattie McDano talked about it, the way they exaggerated the way they talked. Yes, Massey, Yeah, They didn't really talk like that. That was a very Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock type of Wait, uh, uh, em, 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 empsi- uh, emphasis uh, on these characters. And it was sh- all embarrassing.
2: They didn't talk like that in
1: the 1800s? No. Really? Of yeah, that- the claim is it was very exaggerated. Very exaggerated in an attempt to really make them seem... The characters, I should say, make them seem, you know, uh, submissive. So, you know, listen, it listen, doesn't matter. I
2: ain't going to die at the <laughs> altar of Gone with the Wind and, and, and uh, the, the debate you over whether or not they spoke like that. Uh, you no, know, in the 1800s, but uh, whatever. But the fact that we're having this discussion
1: is is what's scary to me, is that we're actually, you know, we've taken it off of HBO Max because people do feel that way. I just can't believe it. I. You know, listen, if you don't like the movie, if you feel like it was insulting or embarrassing, don't watch it. Fine. Don't watch it. But I don't know, I don't know why we're going to all these lengths today, ripping down statues, and, and uh, it's just starting. I feel like it's just starting. Are we done with the, uh, the funerals yet? Are there more
2: George Floyd funerals? Is that over? Do we know? No, we did have people on Fifth Avenue yesterday, <laughs> not only blocking traffic, but painting, uh, you know, dropping red paint. On Fifth Avenue, we had people blocking uh, the outbound Holland Tunnel oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, close to rush hour. I mean, again, I've said this. How does that persuade people uh, to come to your side when they're sitting in traffic and they want to get the hell home they be, after a hard day's work? I mean, uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, look, the four cops uh, are in jail. I think one's out on bail.
1: One is out on bail yesterday. The maybe.
2: other guy's going to spend uh, the, the main, uh, the sadistic killer there. He's going to spend the rest of his life in prison, no doubt. Hopefully, uh, you know he'll end it soon. You know, he, oh, give me kill him. Yeah, don't uh, you know? You know <laughs> just pull it,
1: Jeffrey Epstein or something. Right. If, if in fact Jeffrey Epstein did that, uh, so that is uh, that is the one story. The other, of course, as we talked about, phase three in uh, five regions: the North County, the Mohawk Valley, Central New York, the Finger Lakes, and Southern Tier are in phase three today. That means you can eat inside a restaurant, although there are very, very tons of restrictions. Hair salons, nail salons, uh, gyms, I guess, all those things open in five of the ten regions. So the good news is, you're in phase three there. Places like where you live, Bernie, you're up to phase two. But where I live in New York City, we're still in phase one.
2: However, the governor did say that... Uh, if, if you want, you can open your beaches and your pools. Yes. And uh, stupid, the, 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 the Blasio wasn't ready for it. We're uh, not the, ready. The, yeah. We're just training the lifeguards now because we never thought about this. <laughs> the, 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 the Blasio.
1: The Blasio out there every day still making a case for his wife, Charlene McCray, how smart she is, how responsible she is, how good she is, what a great job she did with Thrive. No one can find out what happened to a billion dollars. And putting
2: was, on charge. Of committees. He says about those attacks uh, that you just leveled against Shirlene McRae that it's born out of racism. Saw that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, there, Bolshevik Bill. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you still, you bef- what, Jesus, Mary. You, well, there's nothing you could say about de Blasio that hasn't already been said. Right. Except that you could uh, spew profanities that make you feel good. I mean, it would make me feel good, but. Uh, there has there never been a worse mayor uh, i guess maybe minneapolis that guy maybe. jacob fry perhaps
1: no no he's not worse uh, eric Garcetti may be in los angeles i would put him right there with de blasio
2: uh, de blasio i mean it's just in, he's also incompetent as as a, in addition to being radical i mean to not have uh, you know to not have lifeguards trained by the middle of june for the beaches like you didn't see you didn't know what was going to happen i mean that that's pure incompetency is what it is that's not paying attention Uh, So, you know, you're going to have a beautiful weekend coming up this weekend, and a lot of people are going to want to go to the beach. They want to go to pools and stuff like that. You you had to – well, and then we talked about when they opened the pools uh, back in the mid-30s when Robert Moses built the pools. They did it because 500 kids a day – a summer, per summer annually were drowning because they were swimming in the East River and the, uh, you know, various uh, locales around the city. And it may uh, reoccur, and it's going to be on, on de Blasio's hands, Well, of we'll
1: see. I mean, the, by July 4th, or at least the last weekend of June, which is really the official start of the summer, this may all be in place and the pools may be open, and playgrounds as well for the kids. So at least uh, they're talking about those things and moving uh, in that direction. Talking about his wife, of course. She has her designs on Brooklyn Borough President, and the current Brooklyn Borough President, Eric Adams, is going to stop by this program today, coming up at 840 uh, he just uh, very recently had a, had an idea of how to choose the top brass for the NYPD. I didn't really like it, so uh, we'll talk to our good buddy Eric Adams coming up at 840. We'll also go down to Florida, the top story today in today's New York Post. Not the Sun-Sentinel, not the Miami Herald, not the Orlando Sentinel. Today's New York Post is the uptick in cases down in Florida.
2: Yes, which is easily explainable. It's uh, an uptick in uh, testing. That's it. That's it. Uh, I don't no, think no, nothing. No, no further explanation needed. That's it. But it's, they don't put that in the title. You just no. see well, Florida uh, cases, uh, yeah, of course. That's yeah. that's what they do. So, <laughs> <you> know, sensationalize. <laughs> Even the New York Post is guilty, as, as good a paper as it is, and uh, you know, as good as their editorial uh, editorials are. They still engage in that, but that's all it is, uptick and testing. Just ask the governor. We'll talk to Karen
1: Curtis, 850 WFTL, a former co-worker of mine down in Miami, about that coming up later on this hour. I was actually on a sports show in Miami yesterday. I do two every week, Andy Slater every Thursday and uh, 3 o'clock every Friday afternoon. The Greek, he's on 940 AM WYNC, the home of the Dolphins. And Andy was telling me yesterday that today in Florida they reopened casinos the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Same guy, Jim Allen, here in Atlantic City. They reopened today. That's that's exciting. And the strip clubs are opening. This is hilarious, though. The girls must wear masks and gloves. And, uh, of course, you cannot be so uh, what? closer than six feet away. So, well, that's what I said. Who cares? End, I go, I go nobody, goes cares? To, nobody goes to strip clubs to see their face or their hands.
2: No, uh, <laughs> some, people might, some people might like that. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Oh, gosh.
1: Strip clubs are open if you want to go down to Florida. So, uh, we got a a couple of really good guests today. We got all the topics you need. We will, at some point today, honor this country with the national anthem. Bernie and I, we got about 10,000 views on, our, um, on holding our hearts and doing that yesterday. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We are all set up for a great Friday show today. Keep it right here, Bernie
2: and Sid, on a Friday.
3: How dare you?
2: On the 77 WABC app, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Happy Friday. And uh, hopefully it will be a happy Friday. It is Paycheck Friday. I know I'm
1: thrilled. I'm psyched. Not for everybody. Not for about 40 million Americans. <laughs> that's true.
2: You're right about that. I yeah, haven't seen a I paycheck actually, in months. Actually, if you're on unemployment, though, it's uh, not, well, that's a, good. not a bad deal. That's running out, though, I assume. Ju- July 31st, yeah. to be exact. Yeah. Yeah, as we, uh, we, we come back to work, yes, uh, we're going to phase three in a few, uh, uh, what, eight uh, regions? Uh, five. Uh, five regions. Five out in, of ten. In New York State? Yeah. Uh, that's good. Okay, fine. That's great. And uh, Governor Cuomo again, slow rolling everything. There's no reason why everything shouldn't be reopened right now. Right now, why isn't Sullivan County?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I know again, everything. Is, I'm selfish. I talk about Boca because I have a house there. I talk about Monticello because my parents live there. But I mean, they've got no cases for like months. You know, they're two and a half hours away from New York City. Why isn't Sullivan? Your dad lives up there too. Why, why isn't that area open? Yeah,
2: Green County. Uh, 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 Come on. It, it, there's no reason. There's no good reason. Can, it's inexplicable. You can almost make an argument for New York City, but not where our parents are. Because Il Duce wants to sit there and uh, bask in the glory of the cameras, which he's doing every single day. And he gets to opine on a million things that are totally unrelated to the coronavirus and the lockdown. And, and again, you know, every day that he keeps the, the economy, especially New York, which is a powerhouse, I think he thinks it hurts the uh, president. I, I, believe he, I believe that, but he doesn't uh, he's callous to the fact that it's going to kill livelihoods and kill uh, jobs and hurt people, and turn New York City, uh, again, w- in conjunction with him and uh, De Blasio as well, to turn New York City into, de- into de- Detroit, essentially. I mean, that's what's happening. De- New York City is so many businesses are not coming back every single day that they delay with this uh, phase one crap with curbside pickup, that ain't, that, that ain't cutting it. Uh, businesses are closing up, and they don't care. Callous, callous and incompetent. And uh, uh, listen, now, this uh, George Floyd thing, Joe Biden, he said this yesterday about uh, George Floyd's death. That, uh, it's pretty unbelievable. Take a listen.
0: Even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's mm-hmm. death did.
2: Martin Luther King, he's, he's he's equating... uh Well, it's
1: not crazy, I, Byrne. It's not. It's pathetic that we're doing something like that, whether it's George Floyd or Colin Kaepernick. But you see what's going on here today. The death of George Floyd has has turned the whole world upside down. And I wasn't around when Martin Luther King got assassinated. But I'm going to take a guess, because of social media and the news cycle,
2: that this may have had a bigger impact yes george floyd yeah i would say uh, i would reserve making those kinds of characterizations I, w- I would make those in like six months to a year from now i don't think we're going to be thinking about george floyd the same way we think about martin luther king wait, wait, wait. We're, in, fair- we're right now in the middle uh, in the, the the immediate wake of
1: it no pun intended but in all fairness to biden he, he didn't compare george floyd to martin luther king he's talking about what's happened since and he happens to be right it is uh, the the whole world is a mess,
2: and I don't remember that being the case. It's it's certainly comparable. Even if it's comparable, think about that. Well, I know you don't remember. You may be young, but there were there were race riots across the nation. Oh, I know, I so, know. So uh, again, and, and uh, across the world. I mean, you got you have to qualify George Floyd is not not Martin Luther King. I mean, you know, like uh, we talked about all week. I don't want to rehash it, but uh, Martin Luther King was, uh, you know, he was he was an active civil rights leader who. Uh, you know, he called for peaceful demonstrations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and, and George Floyd was who George Floyd was. And it was a tragedy what happened to him. It wasn't an assassination. But, uh, again, in six months, I would make those types of characterizations. Right now, yes, in the heat of the uh, moment, it seems like, yeah, wow. But in six months from now, you're not going to be making those comparisons, I don't
1: think. I don't, I don't know about that, but I think uh, th- that – here's where you and I will disagree. He did not compare Floyd to Martin Luther King. His uh, assessment was what's going on since, and I happen to agree
2: with Joe Biden on that. Well, Lady Antebellum is, has to change their names, uh, their name, I should say. Why? Because uh, Antebellum is, uh, is, it invokes, uh, conjures up pre-Civil War images. In other <laughs> words, uh, that's what Antebellum means. Antebellum means before the war and particularly related to the Civil War, a NASCAR driver is quitting Because they won't allow the Confederate flag. Yeah, Ray
1: Cicerelli. Don't know who that guy is, but uh, on the other side, Bubba Wallace is going to drive a Black Lives Matter car. That's
2: right. (laughs) And, uh, by the way, you know that that little uh, uh, enclave that they have, that seven-block enclave in Seattle? They actually spotted, believe it or not, they spotted Drew Brees there wearing a bandana over his face and an I Can't Breathe t-shirt. Stop. Yeah. And uh, Greta Thunberg is there (laughs) as well. The whole crew is showing up. No, we'll get into that a little bit uh, later. I sure. saw Pete Carroll was there,
1: the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, who almost every day, and I've got audio today, talks about how he regrets not signing Colin Kaepernick to back up Russell Wilson yeah, a couple of years ago. A lot
2: of regrets. A lot of regrets. Oh. And, and you have Amazon, speaking of uh, overreacts, Amazon, IBM, uh, Microsoft, they won't allow the police to use their facial recognition technology, which is helping solve, helping, uh, you know, catch the bad guys they're all bending over backwards to, to screw the police uh yeah so maybe george maybe joe biden was right right maybe, ma- maybe he maybe joe is. biden was right but but i would I, w- I would reserve that uh decision or that assessment again as i said for six months out. I just
1: think it's ridiculous that, uh, that you know, Martin Luther King is one thing. Great man, activist, wanted peace. I understand the riots. The fact that we're having this, whether it's exactly like Martin Luther King, worse, it's certainly comparable over George Floyd, to Joe Biden's point, really seems unfathomable. It really does. Some Some guy, some, you know, basically criminal, God rest his soul, gets killed in tragic fashion. And the fact that you can make the comparison, how the world has turned upside down, to me is unbelievable. It really is.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. <laughs> but it's it's not going to ruin my mood. No, no, no. Today's for the Paycheck Friday, and and I'm a happy guy. And the Bernie, it's one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. We're coming right back.
1: Joe Biden
0: is a rabid dog. He should be beaten to death with a stick. Played oh, a nice.
1: Ah, so uh, Roger Daltrey, Pete Townsend. This is the Who. Pinball
4: Wizard.
5: A mean
1: Folks, Tunnel to Towers Foundation and 77 WABC honor our frontline heroes. Really excited about this one. It's an all American 4th of July celebration. DJ Vinny interviews some of your favorite 60s artists like Frankie Valley. God, I love him. Wasn't he great, Mr. Panos? Great nutshell. Uh, which did, of course, uh, two days ago, celebrate its 13-year anniversary of the last episode. Tommy James, Felix uh, Cavallari, Peter Noon, Gary Lewis, and many, many more. They've got interviews, Bernard. They've got songs, music, memories, and stories. Plus, we'll take time to talk to our frontline heroes and their families this 4th of July. It's an all-American 4th of July from Tunnel to Towers Foundation and us, Talk Radio 77. WABC. So, great.
2: Excited? I am excited. I actually, I love Tunnel to Towers. They do great stuff. It's a wonderful organization. You they, should do it this year. Uh, well, yeah, I may do it. It's Easy possible. for you. You're a beast. But they, they, some of the guys actually wear all the uh, yeah. all, all the stuff that, uh, you know, not everybody, but some guys, the, the more, the, I guess the more, well, the younger and stronger guys, they wear actual, all the equipment. That well, you, the you fireman, could do that. You could do that. I could do that. Yeah. yeah. We should do it. I'm serious. We did that thing. Uh, I well, know was, with the fireman. I mean, for the fireman at the uh, Five Penn
1: Plaza. And you walked up and down the stairs like three times. Only had yeah. to do
2: it once. You're like, okay, I'm going to do it again. Okay, I'm going to do it again. It was, <laughs> I, honestly, it really was, wasn't much to me. It, I didn't feel it. Uh, I guess I have good cardio. You do. I, not pat myself on the back, but it was, uh, yeah, I could do it.
1: You know, you take care of yourself and uh, you can do things. Yeah, you should do it. Tunnels, cool. uh, it's the uh, Tunnel to Towers Foundation, and it's a big event coming up here on, uh, on July the
2: 4th. Good for WABC for partnering with Tunnel to Towers.
1: Yes, excellent job. Now, again, the, uh, the top story in today's New York Post is not five regions in New York State reopening. Phase 3 today, I should say. Phase 3. Or uh, when Long Island got to Phase 2 or when the city gets to Phase 1. Believe it or not, it's what's going on down in Florida. The top story dot NewYorkPost.com says that Florida has seen a major uptick in coronavirus cases. I saw a funny meme this morning, actually. It goes... Well, we're done now with the George Floyd protest. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming of scaring everybody to death over COVID nineteen, and we are kind of back to that because that was the top story in today's New York Post: how Florida, the state of Florida, has a uh, is on an uptick, more cases in one day than since this virus started. Talking about yesterday,
2: that, that's yeah, what they're claiming. But again, it's all fake news. it's, it's again, it's hype, it's sensation. It's a, it's a result of increased testing. That's all it is. You dig down into these numbers when you watch your, your boy David Muir talk about, it. oh, yeah, Arizona has an uptick in it. You dig down into the numbers and you find that it's not what, it, what, it, what he's portraying it to be. Stop letting them scare you. We ha- and even if it does uh, pop up again, we can't close down. We saw what it did to the economy and what it's done to many, many people. Uh, it, it, I mean, jobs, livelihoods. Way more collateral damage than the damage done by the disease
1: itself. Yeah, and there is going to be uh, some more cases. Again, I take the subway every morning, Bernard, and and, uh, in in the platforms, every six feet, they've got these little cute little signs that uh, talk about social distancing, and they have a circle. You're supposed to stand on that circle, and the circles are about six feet apart. Well, when we reopen New York and we have hundreds of people in these uh, stations, which we usually do, like 96th Street, 34th Street, 42nd Street, there's no way you can social distance. And one, uh, one more note to that, they were talking to, uh, in Baltimore yesterday, John Harbaugh, the coach of the Baltimore Ravens, and he was saying that the way that the National Football League and Roger Goodell are setting up the return of the league, it's, quote, humanly impossible to do what they want us to do. You can't social distance when we're practicing. You can't
2: social distance in the showers in the Plus, locker room. Listen, the young men and, right. and, and these people that got the new cases down in Florida, if they didn't have any co- comorbidities, they're going to be sick for a few days and they're going to get better. That's the bottom line. There, was two, uh, there were two hairdressers in Texas who actually uh, uh, serviced 140 people. Not one of those people that they that did the hair of got the coronavirus. Not one. So it's just been way overblown. It's just, uh, I mean, enough of this already. Yeah. Let's, we,
1: we have to reopen. It's well, just, uh, it's time. Well, they did do it down in Florida. Again, their governor, Ron DeSantis, we wish we had him here. So uh, it is a top story in today's New York Post, the uptick in cases in Florida. Let's go down to South Florida. My good buddy, Karen Curtis, 850 AM WFTL, live in Florida this morning. Karen, welcome back to the Bernie and Sid Show, sweetheart. How are you?
3: Thank you so much, Sid and Bernie. Great to be on with you this morning.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So, of course, uh, I'm selfish in this respect. I still own a home in Boca Raton, Florida. In fact, my wife is going down on Monday, so I'm a little nervous about her going back there after I read right. the New York Post column that the, there's an uptick in cases. But the truth is, Karen, the truth is there's really only an uptick in cases because you guys, like every other state, you're testing more, right? Right.
3: We are definitely testing more. We are still in phase one of reopening here in South Florida, unlike in Austin, Texas, where, you know, everyone's, you know, crowded around in protest. Here we're still social distancing, and in phase one you can only have half the number of people in restaurants. It's really everyone's still wearing a mask. But uh, 28 more people died in South Florida yesterday, and 10 of those deaths were in Palm Beach County. Two of those were people over the age of 100, but one was a 35-year-old man which is really interesting because it looks like some of these cases are affecting younger people.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, Karen, uh, speaking of some of this sensationalism that's going on, uh, they, the Lake of the Ozarks over Memorial Day yeah. weekend, if you remember that, it was supposed to be the apocalypse. There were going to be mass deaths following okay. all that stuff. And I think they had one one case come out of the, <laughs> the, the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri, so... I guess this, this is my question to you, Karen, is uh, the main thing, the important uh, metric would be hospitalizations. Or, or what's the uh, – I mean, with, with, is there a spike in hospitalizations? That's the, the important thing because if healthy people are catching it and they're just going to get sick and they're going to get better and that's that, they don't have to be hospitalized, you're just one step closer to herd immunity in my, in my right. estimations.
3: That's a really good question because if we're doing more testing – and more people, of course, test positive, but are they being hospitalized? Are they being put on ventilators? That's the real metric, uh, you know, those people who are dying. So, yeah, we did have 10 deaths in Palm Beach County yesterday, but when were these, when was it contracted? You know, we, we only started phase one of this a couple of weeks ago, but, you know, it takes at least 14 days for it to incubate and right. then for you to, you know, to become, uh, for it to actually kill you. So. It's really not clear if this has anything to do with our reopening or any of the protests as of yet. But we're being very careful here in South Florida because that's where all the cases really are
1: of course, it's much more dense down there between Dade County, Broward County, Palm Beach County. You go to the central part of the state, the northern part of the state, you can go miles without seeing anybody. You know, you're basically the sixth borough of New York City down there in South Florida. Talking about the protests, uh, you know, here in New York, of course, we were the epicenter of everything. The pandemic, the protests. We still have protests every single day in Brooklyn, Manhattan. I can't imagine that Delray Beach or Boca Raton were taken over by Antifa. But you tell us, what was it like the last couple of days or the last week down there in South Florida
3: it's nothing compared to what was happening in New York and I will just say this as I told you in the beginning that two people that died in Palm Beach County were over the age of 100 and one thing that the, our governor has done in terms of the nursing homes he has protected the most you know the elderly the, Unla- the
1: unlike our governor Andrew Cuomo right. your governor Ron DeSantis did a good job and didn't kill anybody
3: yeah there are nursing homes it's really he 's protected them, and uh, so it really didn't it didn't affect our elderly population like it did yours in New York, but in terms of any kind of protest they 've been very calm uh, We did have curfews set in West Palm Beach. they were nighttime curfews palm Beach I was driving around Palm Beach, lots of police activity there uh, to prevent any kind of loot le- of course, you know, there were some people that went over the bridge because the president 's home is there, and you 've got you know even uh, Epstein's home is there, but uh, there was really no major looting. We had – I live near the Palm Beach Outlet. It's a mall right off 95 in Palm Beach Lakes, and they did do some looting there, and they torched a van at the Best Buy, which was kind of scary because I heard the helicopters up and everything. So there was a little bit of that, but nothing like what you've had in New York.
2: And, and uh, to the uh, point of the protest slash looting, uh, I mean, its it's been about – let's see. It's been about, I'd say, 10 days, maybe four, maybe 14 days. No spikes of coronavirus resulting from the protests slash riots. Uh, So that's another indication that uh, it's not as contagious, I guess, anymore, any longer as it was. And plus, I heard uh, Dr. Fauci and other people saying (laughs) that the disease is actually, the virus itself is weakening.
3: That, and also it's not communicable if you're asymptomatic, which is another thing. Everyone would say, oh, we're walking around with like 50% of the people have it and they don't know it. And they're spreading it with these super spreaders. As they call yeah. them. Uh, that apparently is not true. But we really don't know what is true because it's all new ground.
1: Right, everybody there, the WHO and Fauci, these people change their mind, uh, CDC, every single day. Karen Curtis, 8.50 a.m. WFTL here on the Burning and Sid show. She's down in South Florida. I know you're in South Florida and it's a world away from the central part of the state and the northern part of the state. But uh, Donald Trump, our president, has decided to move the RNC this summer out of North Carolina. And that... Uh, you know, the douchey mayor, Roy Cooper, to Jacksonville, uh, the northern part of your state, Karen. So I guess uh, we're going to have to assume here, Bernie and Sid, that Jacksonville is is safe. It's okay. Very few cases. Is that the case?
3: Yeah, Jacksonville is pretty much, like I said, most of the cases are in South Florida. And he's not moving the entire convention because there were contracts signed, but he will be moving the night that he gives his acceptance speech for his reelection nomination, uh, on august twenty seventh to the Vistar Veterans Memorial arena, and it seats about fifteen thousand It's right in downtown Jacksonville. Remember this is also right on the border with Georgia, so you can have people it she gets a the twofer there with Georgia and with Florida and of course, the Governor Ray Cooper, as you said, he wouldn't sanction a large scale gathering so the President wants it to be very intimate and lots of people and you know how he loves the crowd
2: yeah uh, look and uh I mean, the governor of North Carolina, it, look, it, it's more than two months out and he wouldn't uh, commit more than two months out. Uh, and I, I would imagine the people in Charlotte are not very happy with the governor. As you point out, though, they will have to, uh, you know, honor certain commitments. But the celebratory part of the real big yep. night, it's going to the- happen in Jacksonville. They, you, you guys, Florida, will be the beneficiaries. And, uh, well, good for Florida. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them. And, uh, you know, and Governor DeSantis.
3: Yeah, well, the governor's done very well, and I think you hear a lot about, oh, Florida's got a, got a spike. Anything that can make Ron DeSantis look bad, Uh and basically he's done everything right. They were comparing Florida to New York all the way to, oh, we're going to have so many cases, and yeah. he didn't. Especially right. our nursing homes, remember when the governor said that we're basically the waiting room for, for heaven here because of our our. elderly population. He
1: he did a great job. It could have been Andrew Gillum. Well, the good news is, Karen, I was on Andy Slater's show yesterday down in South Florida, and uh, the Hard Rock Casino in Hollywood and strip clubs are opening today (laughs) in your part of the woods.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He said you you can't put a dollar in in her garter unless you're six feet away from her. How are you going to do that?
1: You're going to have to throw it at her, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) And
3: then also with the, the, uh, the slot machines, you have to be, it's every other one.
1: Is that right, every other one? Okay, there you have it. Hey, listen, Karen, it's, it's great to different. catch up with you. You're terrific. You're great. We Thank love you. you. Uh, stay well, yeah. safe down there.
3: Thank you. All right. Thanks,
1: guys. You got it. Karen Curtis, 850 WFTL down in Fort Lauderdale, where, again, the New York Post is reporting today Florida had their worst day, most cases in history. And as you heard from that discussion, well, that's not exactly Well, the numbers may be, but that's not exactly what's going on. Although, as she stated, they still are in phase one in South Florida, like we are here in New York City. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Still to come, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. Some exciting news about July 4th here on Talk Radio WABC. And the news of the day, more of Bernie and Sid right after this. All right, 657. 29 reading Phil Mushnick's column at today's New York Post. Not taking Glee, of course, because we love Chris Oliveira, Mark Turnoff, and all those guys, but, well, maybe
2: a little bit of Glee. <laughs> maybe a touch. Maybe just a little. But uh, Mushnick uh, not happy with uh, WFAN's uh, programming. Lazy and dull. That's what he says, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, a lo- I know a lot of guys that feel the same way. Lazy, and- dull, and tired. Let me add
1: that. That's why a lot of guys in the mornings have switched from Boomer and Gio to you and I and you know, Benigno and Evan, they're solid. They're always going to be solid. Uh, Malusis and Maggie, they take a bit of a hit here in this city. Uh, listen, uh, quickly before we move off it, but the days of Imus in the morning into, you know, Sid and Joe Benigno into Mike and the Mad Dog, and those days uh, with Steve Summers when the station was at its very, very best, those days are gone. That's the bottom line. So yeah. Heck, even Craig Horton. Say what you want about the guy. You may hate his guts. That's fine. But he was a, he was a compelling listen. And he's not there right now. So.
2: And not, not only that, in all fairness, there has been no sports. That's true, too. Month, so yeah. they're out of their element, perhaps, and uh, they're not comfortable.
1: Not it. just no sports, uh, but when they do talk sports, Bernard, they've got to talk issues. It's gotta, it's,
2: it, social issues are tied into the sports big time. I mean, you've got to take a position. Is it too soon? Is it not too soon? And that ties into the, the things that we talk about, right. Right, that everybody's talking about. And, and so, yes, they have to uh, veer – from the safety of uh, talking stats, you know. Right. And, uh, the game uh, last night, the Met th- game. Th- th- Should we put in the backup quarterback here? Okay, Tony from Brooklyn, what do you think?
1: bro but we can we can kill these guys, and, and they can't because they, they need to get these guys on the air. They're going to be at some point back not, – not initially, but at some point they'll be back in locker rooms. They've got to deal with these players. For you and I, we don't deal in that world necessarily. Bro. So we could be very critical. These guys got to be careful. Bro. they got to toe the line. I know. Because they need these guys. Yeah, well, they need the athletes. He points
2: out that they're more uh, like ESPN. Yes, In other words – they don't even take strong position. You have to take a position. You, and then they're afraid. They're obviously afraid to take positions. Like, we know Malusis uh, has certain opinions. And it, um, sh- certainly he's pulling his punches. Because, yes. Uh, yes. Well, I'm sure he was told to. He was told to. Now, his partner, Maggie, that, that, she's that, very liberal. Yeah, but, but that's okay. Pulling, that's okay, right. That's okay. You, right. Can, you can be liberal and passionate, but you can't be the other way and be a sports talk show host.
1: Doesn't make any apparently. sense. Yeah. Well... Uh, ESPN does that, and we went over this a couple of days ago. Those guys are making tons and tons of money. So the guys at FAN, they're going to follow that. But that's, that's why you don't get necessarily the truth every single day. And you do get the truth here with you and I. Damn right you do, Sydney. We don't care what we piss we off, don't really. Care. We don't give a rat's ass. Well, you can't. By the way, about you, Donald Trump, you don't want to piss him You off. can't even
2: say ass well, on uh, ESPN. On ESPN yes. or FAN? Talk about milk milquetoast. On, on, on ESPN. I think you could say it on... Uh, On F.A.M. You could say, like, the Giants got their asses kicked by Dallas last night, right? Can you say that? Listen, do you remember the stuff that we used
1: to say? Oh, I know. I know. It was great. Come on. I miss those days. Bro. I don't know why you can't do it now. That's how people talk. I mean, people, owners get upset. Companies get upset. If that's how you talk, that's how you talk, you know? Can't do shows in the morning in New York City for eight-year-old kids on the way to school. You just can't do it. So you know, every now and then, some mommy calls in and goes, "My kid
2: well, was listening, and Sid
1: said this." Well, then listen to Z one hundred. That's why well,
2: we've had a uh, period here where there are no kids in the car going to school. So that's right. Kind of say like whatever it. the hell we want. <laughs>
1: Talk about the kids. My son, you know, he had that uh, that quasi graduation last week, Bernard. When he called into you and I yes. yesterday was his official graduation. Gabriel is on his way to the sixth grade. Uh, big day, big you know, day. I'm yesterday. very
2: proud of Gabriel and I love him. <laughs> but you. Uh, you know, going from fifth to sixth grade with all this uh, pomp and circumstance, I mean. It's a little bit of overkill. No? Well,
1: it is, but you have to understand, he goes from elementary school to middle school. Yeah. So he goes to a different building. It's actually three blocks away, so it's a big deal. Oh, it's, okay. He goes right, from 91st right. Street to 89th Street. Wow. Well, that's different. <laughs> then I withdraw the comments. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll take a short break. We got uh, Eric Adams coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, hour number two of Bernie and Sid on this Friday morning. I
6: remember, I remember when I lost my mom.
4: I got hairy legs <laughs> We there, are black here on
2: the Bernie and Sid show everywhere out on the 77 WABC app but it wasn't I didn't On this uh, second Friday in June Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a gorgeous, gorgeous Gem of a day Can't wait to get out and uh, enjoy it Go to the beach, not here in New York City though You know, the president's going to be uh, in the hood. He's going to be spending the weekend at the Bedminster Golf Course. Golf club is his club. Is it a country club? It's a country
1: club golf course. He was supposed to go last weekend, but he was smart in the midst of the riots. He didn't go. So uh, it's a summer ritual. He does it uh, the weekends during the summer, and he'll start uh, this weekend. Gorgeous place.
2: His his birthday birthday is a Sunday. Mm. So uh, happy birthday, Mr. President. Maybe – Melania will sing him happy birthday or something over the weekend. <laughs> but anyway, he deserves a break. He had a roundtable yesterday with uh, faith leaders, law law enforcement people down in uh, in uh, Texas. And uh, he talked a bit about the, well, that siege that's going on with these flea-bitten, uh, 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 J- what is it, FTP people? F the police? Yes. Uh, and then BLM guys? Yeah. And the, uh, the crackpot mayor down there. I'll get to that in a little bit. But Joe Biden, he was... Uh, he was out out of the basement yesterday, Joe Biden was. And he was talking about the president going having this uh, rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in, in about eight days. Uh, Joe Biden was. And, uh, well, he put his foot in his mouth because he's stupid. Anyway, this is what he said.
0: He's going down to Texas on Juneteenth, right? The first major massacre, literally speaking, of the uh, Black Wall Street, right? Years ago. He's going to have a rally. Going to have a rally. He's going down to Texas on Juneteenth, right? The first major massacre, literally speaking, of the uh, Black Wall Street, right? Years ago. Yeah. He's going to yeah. have a rally.
2: Going to have a rally. You well, actually it's,
1: say that twice like that, uh, or we just play it like that? I was just
2: going to ask <laughs> Matt Meany. Did he actually say that twice? No, that's just that's what he said. Yeah. So uh, of course, a uh, Juneteenth uh, has nothing to do with any massacre. Juneteenth is a Texas thing. Juneteenth is. Uh, Two years after the Emancipation Proclamation was uh, declared by a- Abraham Lincoln, uh, the word got to Texas two years later uh, in, 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 on a date. I believe it was June 19th in June, and that's why they call it Juneteenth. So he got that all wrong. There was a massacre in uh, in Tulsa in, in the 1920s or something. It has nothing to do with it. I'm glad
1: you said that because on my calendar, on my phone, it comes up Juneteenth, and I, I have to tell you, I have no idea what that. Oh, well, that's what
2: is. it is. You, 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 this is okay. a history lesson. It was two years later they got the word. Uh, that uh, word traveled slowly back in the 1860s, but it was two years later that they got the word the Emancipation Proclamation uh, was declared by uh, President Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Now, uh, Now, by the way,
1: that's Friday, June 19th is uh, Juneteenth day, Friday, June 19th,
2: Friday, June 19th. Yes, exactly. Which is what I said. Now, listen, uh, Biden also talked about. uh, Well, he talked about criminal justice reform. Take a listen. We should change the way in which we deal
0: with all drug abuse. Nobody should be going to jail for the use of drugs. They should be going to mandatory
2: rehabilitation. We should be building rehab centers, not more prisons. That's funny. That's funny because uh, that the president, by the way, has already dealt with criminal, criminal justice reform, is continuing to do so. But this is what Joe Biden has said to, to that very point in the past.
5: I'm the guy that said rehabilitation, when it occurs, we don't understand it, and notice it. And when we even when we notice it and we know it occurs, we don't know why. So you cannot make rehabilitation a condition for release. That's why in our system, the federal system, you serve 85 percent of your time. It's a shame, but we don't know how to rehabilitate.
2: Yeah, we don't, and we don't care. You serve your time. It doesn't matter. That's what he said. That, that, uh, there's a double-talking uh, joke. Maybe he forgot he said it. It's possible. But he also said other things that'll make your jaw drop uh, in, 19- in the 1990s when he was pumping up the uh, crime bill. Take a listen.
5: We must take back the streets. It doesn't matter whether or not they were deprived as a youth. It doesn't matter whether or not they're the victims of society. The end result is they're about to knock my mother on the head with a lead pipe, shoot my sister, beat up my wife, take on my sons. So I don't want to ask, what made them do this? They must be taken off the street. There's a consensus on that. Unless we do something about that cadre of young people, tens of thousands of them, born out of wedlock, without parents, without supervision, without any structure, without any conscience developing, because they literally have not been socialized. They literally have not had an opportunity. We should focus on them now. If we don't, they will, or a portion of them will, become the predators. Fifteen years from
2: now. Now he's talking about young black Ouch. young black men. Oh That's my what he's talking God! About. That's who he's talking about. Now, Oof. of course, it's it's uh, again. Maybe he forgot that he said that. But uh, where is where where's the news, people? Where why, why aren't no. they playing this stuff?
1: No, not now. He's talking about signing Colin Kaepernick, taking down statues of Jefferson Davis, and firing police, and and all that good stuff, right?
2: Yeah, unbelievable. Now the president yesterday he said this. Uh, he said this about uh, well. What is Trump one? You have Trump one there? Yes, sir. I play that. What happened two weeks ago was a disgrace when you see that
0: what happened on numerous occasions over the last two weeks. People were killed.
2: Number of people were killed. And it was very, very terrible and very, very unfair. Number of them were police officers. He did say that. But he also put out a tweet yesterday as well talking about the uh, city of Seattle and that, uh, that little enclave that if, if they don't take care of it, they're being played. They're, they're suckers. The mayor and the, uh, the mayor, who's a total crackpot, she's worse than the governor, and this guy's a loser. But uh, anyway, he said that uh, we're going to send in, we're going to take care of it ourselves. I don't know how exactly he's going to facilitate that, but...
1: I think you need to, because I think they took over the, uh, much like Minneapolis, now they've taken over the police precinct the police in Seattle. Pe- the
2: police precinct is within that seven block uh, radius. Yeah. And there are a lot of innocent people, businesses, uh, that are, they're trapped in there. They're trapped, and they have rights. They have rights, too. But the mayor doesn't care about it, and she responded to the president's tweet. Listen to this idiot. Clearly unfortunately, our president wants to tell a story about domestic
0: terrorists who have a radical agenda and are promoting a conspiracy and fits his law and order initiatives. It's simply not true. Lawfully gathering and expressing First Amendment rights, demanding we do better as a society, and providing true equity
2: for communities of color is not terrorism. It is patriotism can you imagine being stuck in that seven block radius and and having this your mayor talk that way these people their businesses are going to be ruined i mean they're stuck they're actually prisoners these idiots uh, have rifles and uh, in the media by the way excusing them as well we had a similar situation here sydney while you were down in uh, florida it's called uh, occupy wall street i remember yeah and uh, the, the moron mayor at the time mike bloomberg Well, let's give them some space and uh, let's allow allow them to do their thing. So he he didn't say anything. This is, it was in Zuccotti Park down by, uh, in the Wall Street area. Mm -hmm. And they took over the whole area, the whole park. And it turned into a, a crime-infested, rat-infested, uh, there was sex abuse going on, all kinds of nasty stuff. Just so you know, that, that did move.
1: I was in Florida, you're right, but the Occupy Wall Street uh, movement came to Florida, too. They were everywhere. But, but of course, it was at its worst, and it started right here in New York.
2: Yes, and, and, but in this particular instance, it was just like Seattle. They took over an area, they occupied it, they sat down, and they lived there. And, and, and Bloomberg let that fester for weeks and weeks. It's mm-hmm. so that idiot. Uh, so what? ultimately, he decided to send in our good friend, who was uh, the police chief back then, not the commissioner. He was a police chief, uh, Joe Esposito. Oh, yes. And Joe Esposito went in there, and they just threw everybody the hell out. After, like, like Bloomberg, he thought, you know, it would just peacefully disperse on its own at some point. You know, he was of that mentality. He's a, a Republican in name only. But uh, he screwed it up initially, but he did the right thing in the end. So we had it here, and uh, it leads to no good. It leads to nothing but crime. Anyway, these people are trapped, and uh, the governor and the mayor do, do not want to do anything. So we have a standoff. We have the president. We, now the president has claimed, I'm going to do something. We're going to see what happens. Nothing says it's summer like Greece.
1: This is on last Sunday night. We watched it. This is Frankie Valley. Greece. Talking about Frankie Valley. Oh, we're very excited about this, folks. Tunnel to Towers Foundation and us. We are Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're going to honor our frontline heroes with an all-American 4th of July celebration. DJ Vinny will interview some of your favorite 60s artists like this guy, Frankie Valley as well as uh, Tommy James, Felix Cavallari, Peter Noon, Gary Lewis, and many, many, many more. Interviews and songs, music, memories, and stories. Plus, we'll take time to talk to our frontline heroes or their families this 4th of July. Going to be an amazing night here on WABC. It's an all-American 4th of July from Tunnel to Towers. And, of course, us. We are Talk Radio 77, WABC. So Frankie Spectacular. Valley. Yes, it's going to be spectacular. Let's go back to uh, Sullivan County where my mom and dad live. My mom is in White Lake Homes as we speak, and my dad is in Liberty, New York, as we speak. Jeff is up in Sullivan County online 1. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, what's up? Who's this, Sid or Bernie? Sid. What's
4: up there, uh, Jeff? Sorry about you. you guys have very similar voices at times, and I'm on speakerphone driving. So listen, um, you guys are just talking about the mayor out there in uh, Seattle, is that correct?
2: That's correct. Yeah. Mayor Durkin, the crackpot.
4: Okay. Uh, and she said something about patriotism along with the same uh, breadth of uh, these protests, correct? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, exactly right.
4: Okay, so that's all fine and dandy. But we know that these protests are not peaceful. No. There are in some cities and little towns and villages, but what the media has shown over and over again, I know this is kind of old news because COVID-19 is coming back again, but the uh, poor guy that was uh, murdered on uh, TV, which was played over and over again, that's for a reason. It's for a purpose. It's to incite the people that you know believe this hoax, for the most part, the same thing with this COVID-19, which is, You know, re-emerging out down in the state of Florida, allegedly. So uh, I'm just really sick and tired of this whole rhetoric. It goes on and on. And it's not just this year. It's not last year. It's been going on almost since the beginning of time. Ever since man has had the ability to control people, we've really screwed things up. (laughs) And unless we start putting people in power that really take control of this massive media owned by four gigantic corporations, nothing is ever going to change in our lifetime.
1: Well, we agree with that. What, what are you running for, Jeff? Excuse me? Are you running for office in Sullivan County?
4: Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm not currently running for office in Sullivan County. No, I'm not,
1: Sid. Okay. Uh, well, if you do, good luck. Thank you, Jeff. We agree with you 100%. We uh, went over the media thing time and time again. Bill O'Reilly, he was just talking about it on his Daily Peace moments ago. So sure. and you're the, preaching to the choir.
2: The exploitation of the uh, coronavirus, uh, the exploitation of the George Floyd murder, this is all a uh, an extension of the resistance. There's no doubt about it. The resistance to this president, but the, it's also... It's been around for pre-Trump as well. I mean, uh, you know, the revolution, the trying to get uh, socialism impl- implemented here in this country, the overthrow of capitalism. That's what it's all about.
1: 1-800-848-WABC, one 800 Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams will join us next hour. He's got some ideas. Uh, about how to reform our police force. So we'll talk to Eric coming up next hour. The phones are open. Plenty of stories. Bernie and Sid back on a Friday.
2: It certainly is a beautiful morning. This Friday. The second Friday in June is what it is. Friday, June 12th. That's what the date is, ladies and gentlemen. The Rascals, they're going to be part of the 4th of July, the, uh, the WABC Tunnel to Towers 4th of July celebration. Oh, they're going to be in there. Yeah, the Rascals will be part of it. Uh, a great band back in the day. Uh, now, uh, you know, the uh, United States soccer team, the na- the women's national soccer team. Remember, it's a national soccer team. So, uh, yeah. so so is the men's team. Yeah. They're part of the United States Soccer Federation. So they get money from the federal government. Yeah. So they subsidized. Now, uh, uh, they just recently, the board of directors, the U.S. Soccer's board of directors voted on Tuesday. They reversed this rule which was that you had to stand for the national anthem after what uh, Megan Rapinoe was doing. So they re- on Tuesday, they voted to reverse it. Now they're going to allow kneeling. So, oh, God. I swear. So uh, uh, Florida Congressman Matt Gates tweeted out, I'd rather the United States not have a soccer team than have a soccer team that won't stand for the national anthem. You shouldn't get to play under our flag as our national team if you won't stand when it is raised. Now, I love that. That's great. Exactly. Abolish the damn thing. And we have control of that. The president, I would imagine, at least Congress does, has control. Cut off the funds. I mean, the them. You're not going to stand up. You're the national soccer team, for God's sake.
1: No, just, and Megan didn't do it last time. I, I think what's going to have to happen here, Bernie, in all honesty, and it's cowardly because you should just stand. That's the bottom line. But they're not going to. What's going to have to happen here is they're going to have to remove the Star Spangled Banner from these events to – to stop all the controversy and angering fans, they're just going to stop playing the song because I don't want to watch it and see somebody kneel. The players want to kneel. The only way to really stop the controversy
2: is to get rid of the song, which is really a shame. And it's all about, really, uh, demonizing and disrespecting the police. You know, And I made this comparison before, and it is so true. It's really disgraceful. We're going to look back at this time I mean, what happened to George Floyd stipulated every single time was horrific. That guy should get the death penalty, that uh, Derek Chauvin. But uh, they're treating the police who are really, I mean, 99 percent. You've heard the figure. I mean, they're just wonderful people doing God's work, protecting us. They're the thin blue line between chaos, anarchy and civilization. And we see how fragile society and civilization can be. But let me just say this. When the uh, veterans came back from Vietnam in, in the 60s and 70s, they used to get spit on. They were so disrespected. And now we look back at that time and we cringe and we hate the people who did that to them. We're going to look back on this time and because we, just just less than a year ago, we were honoring these folks. You know, you had John Stewart down and uh, you got to get the cops the, uh, the health insurance from 9-11. I mean... I mean, the first responders, that's what we call them, first responders. When we honor them, we call them first responders. When we hate them, we call them cops, They're, at least these people.
1: Well, but this is not about the cops. I mean, if you follow what Malcolm Jenkins says and, and what Omar Kelly said in Miami to me and what – it's not about the cops. That was the initial deal that was part of the injustice – They kneel because the flag represents a country that's supposed to be united, and they contend that this is a racist country and we're not united. It's not even about the cops anymore. It is now we live in a racist country. That's how Colin Kaepernick feels, Malcolm Jenkins, Omar Kelly, the countless LeBron James. They're not talking about the cops. They're talking about opportunities in this country, black people being harassed in this country, the racial injustice. That is what the kneeling of the flag is about. It's not about the cops. It's about if that flag says we're a united nation and everybody is equal under God, and they're saying we're anything but that. That's not the truth. It's a racist country. Still, we've gotten better, but we're still racist. That's why they kneel.
2: Yeah, and they, but they still demonize the cops. They do. And, they uh, do. But that's not yeah, the, the what's I mean,
1: behind this. They want they're, 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 we're all racist. You're a racist, yeah, it's, Bernie. It's, it's, it's I'm a, a racist. It,
2: look, it's a movement uh, again to overthrow capitalism. They're being uh, the, the George Floyd murder is being exploited for a lot of. Uh, political agendas, uh, all kinds of political agendas. Our friend Miranda Devine, she has a great column this morning. Uh, She's talking about black lives pandered by Democrats. And she cites uh, Joe Biden about being the architect of the 94 crime legislation and how how it affected George Floyd. George Floyd was 23 years old when he was arrested for less than one ounce of cocaine. And he served 10 months in jail for it. Did he? Yeah, and that began his life of crime. Wow. That was the his first arrest at 23. And so she she lays the blame for George Floyd's death, essentially, at Joe Biden, because he was the guy who implemented and he, he was adamant about these uh, this crime bill. He was the leader of the crime bill. I played a clip of it before, but it, it, it's, it's, it's startling when you hear the way he talks now, the way he panders now compared the way he was boasting, ah, Mr. Tough Guy, about the crime bill that led to George Floyd's arrest at uh, 23, here he is again.
5: We have predators on our streets that society has, in fact, in part because of its neglect, created. Again, it does not mean because we created them that we somehow forgive them or do not take them out of society to protect my family and yours from them. They are beyond the pale, many of those people. And it's a sad commentary on society. We have no choice but to take them out of society. We must make the streets safer. I don't care why someone is a malfactor in society. I don't care why someone Throw is antisocial. I don't, I don't care why don't they care, become black a sociopath. People. We have an obligation to cordon them off from the rest of society. Get them out.
0: Try Lock to help them, up. them.
5: Try to change their behavior. But they are in jail. Away from my mother, your husband, our families. We would be absolutely stupid as a society if we didn't recognize the condition that nurtured those folks still exist. And we
2: must deal with that. Go home to mommy. So there you have it. Now, um, Mr. I, tough Guy. And now he's, he's on his knees and he's oh, he's the pan, Pandering is a word that doesn't even cover what's happening. No,
1: it's worse. Can Donald Trump play that? At, at one of their debates. I,
2: I hope. I'm sure they will. It will incorporate that stuff into various uh, campaign commercials. They have to. They have to. I mean, it's, right? it's, it really is unbelievable. And right. the way you hear him talk today. Right. If
1: you, if you vote for Donald Trump, you're not black.
2: I mean, so So wow. a, a good job out of Miranda Devine to uh, point out the fact that that, that that bill passed in 1994. That was uh, him talking in 94. And it was 97 at age 23 that George Floyd was arrested. And he didn't get the rehabilitation and stuff that uh, which Joe Biden says, forget rehabilitation, put him in jail. That's what he said. (laughs) So it's funny, right? But it's kind of funny. Exactly. You could lay the blame for all for George Floyd's murder at uh, Joe Biden's feet. If you're smart, as Miranda Devine does. And she also goes on to and I brought this guy's name up at the beginning of the week before anybody. Uh, Shelby Steele. Yeah, I said, let's put him on uh, with uh, Oprah Winfrey and uh, you know Stacey Abrams and these people with the uh, Ava DuVernay. The one-sided conversation. Shelby I you, Steele. I got to
4: hand it to Bernie.
2: Thank you very much, President Trump. And and, <laughs> and no less than uh, two times this week, uh, Shelby Steele appeared on Fox News since I made uh, the the suggestion. Him and Thomas Sowell, Candace Owens, a lot of people. Burgess anyway, Owens. Burgess Owens. He she she yeah. quotes. Uh, does Miranda Devine. A Shelby Steele, something he did say this week that I had not played on on one of the Fox News shows. Listen to this: We live in, um, for lack of a better term, a white guilt world. What is Mr. Biden doing? Does he really deeply care about Black America and the problems that that we have there? Clearly or not. is he using our pain? as a kind of advertisement of his own moral vanity. And he hopes that he's looking for the moral vanity that he thinks will translate into votes and and get him elected and so forth. Does he know anything at all, really, about the difficulties that black Americans face now? Many of which have nothing in the world to do with racism. Well, it's that sort of white guilt exploitation of black pain. So Miranda Devine ties it all together in the New York Post this morning. And uh, I've been trying to tie it together this week and just did so right there. But uh, so good on her. And uh, Shelby Steele is a, a thousand percent correct. You heard Joe Biden tonight; He doesn't give a rat's ass. No. Or maybe he's guilty for the way he felt back no, then. No. Maybe that's the white guilt that yeah,
1: uh, he's got no guilt. He's he's positioning himself to uh, to win the presidency.
2: There's no guilt. You know, he don't s- care. speaking of which, uh, he's lost his mind. He has lost his mind, Joe Biden has. So, uh, Play this uh, this clip from him yesterday. He was being interviewed by somebody, but just listen to this.
0: The federal government has abdicated any effective leadership role. The White House at least has advocated that role. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know, uh, uh, we got to pr- pr- uh, pursue tough fines for those larger businesses that don't abide by the standards or recklessly, uh, re- recklessly expose their workers to this. I'm beginning to get bored by my own talk. Sleepy here. Joe <laughs> Oh my god.
2: Jeez. I mean we made one edit there, but that's it. Uh, I mean oh yeah, yeah. I, I just just in the for the sake of time. Dickie sounds is, like Forster Brooks. Yeah. Dicky <laughs> Dickie is in South Orange, New Jersey. Good morning, Dickie. It's a Friday. Um, first of all, I'd vote
4: for that guy who spoke before, that guy Biden. I um, agree with a lot of what he said. But, okay, Lady Annabellum, or as they're now called, rednecks with attitude, RWA, baby. Um, <laughs> really? I don't think anyone's really listening to this, the, the, the black community. And Lady Annabellum's great, but you're not listening to them. But let's not talk about the problem with the po-po. you got to get the ho-ho out of your songs. That's the problem with the
2: black community. They don't. They're not respecting themselves. Okay, I'm sorry. Listen, I I made that point earlier, and it's a very uh, astute point, which is that the uh, the music, the culture actually glamorizes uh, uh, smoking weed, doing drugs, uh, smoking weed. uh, Yes, degrading women. I said that earlier this week. I use those words, degrading women. And uh, violence as well. I mean, the, the the music and the culture, and it doesn't. Uh, you know, it it, it it says that if you learn or whatever, you're selling out. Pretty much, you're 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 just a sellout. You're a, you're a tom, or something like that. I mean, the, 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 whatever. It's the breakdown of the black fam- family, as Shelby Steele talked about. Fatherless families is is a big problem, and so is the culture. Perpetuated by the music on the Bernie and Sitchel one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. We'll come right back back here on the Bernie the and Stitcher, and everywhere in the seventy seven WABC app. It was you know what, Matt Media? Let's go. Let's take Mike in Brooklyn. Good morning to you, Mike. Mike, you're on the air. Hello? Oh, okay. Listen, I, last night my daughter sent me a uh,
4: a link to a Candice Owens. I don't know if you heard
1: her
2: online yet. We, not this only woman, have we, we heard her, been, her like we, a million times talk, today. <laughs> we've been talking about her uh, this past week. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Say what you're gonna that say. That woman that woman
4: is magnificent. Yeah.
2: Really. You're, you're, she
4: is intelligent, did, did, articulate. Yeah,
1: she's all those things. Did you just find this show? Did you start listening to us recently or?
4: I just heard it last night.
1: No no not Candace Owens, us. Do you listen to us on a regular basis?
4: Every single morning oh, but, on my way oh, in.
1: Well, we Brooklyn. appreciate that. Thank you, because we've been uh, talking about Candace Owens. We talked about the nine-minute Instagram she did two weeks ago. She was the one to first point out George Floyd's legal issues, spending nine years in prison, not seven years in prison. She was the one who said, no, don't no, no. deify this guy. Nine arrests
2: as opposed to seven arrests.
1: you sure oh, Maybe that was it. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. But anyway, she was the one that came out early on and said, listen,
2: before you deify this guy, this guy was a bad guy. He held a gun to a pregnant woman's uh, stomach. Uh, she points all that stuff out. This does Candace Owens. Hey, listen, he was murdered. He shouldn't have been murdered. But she, her, her thing is uh, she was he was no Nelson Mandel. Right. That was her basic point. So, yes, uh, Mike, we're aware. We thank you for your call and making us aware.
1: A couple years ago, uh, I think we first started talking about Candace, Bernie, you and I, when she went out for breakfast or something. Yeah, but for years. I mean, I've been aware of Candace Owens. I've been a follower on tw- Twitter. Yeah, but she wasn't – you have been, but she's, she wasn't – she didn't come to national attention. She went for breakfast a couple of years ago, kind of like Sarah Sanders when she got booed out of the
2: restaurant. Yeah, she was hanging out with this dude, Charlie Kirk, and they were harassed in public in Philadelphia. Exactly. And I guess uh, maybe that's when when you first heard about mainstream. her at that point. Mainstream. She became mainstream, yeah, yeah, at that point. And, uh, well, yeah. You know, like attacking a black woman in public for having a point of view. I mean, what is this? The Jim Crow South, for God's sakes? Jerry is in Northvale, New Jersey. Good morning, Jerry.
6: Yeah, good morning, uh, Bernie and Sid. Uh, uh, first, they wanted to uh, cancel the movie Gone with the Wind. And now they want to cancel this uh, uh, this kid's uh, c- uh, cable TV show called The Paw Patrol.
1: Yeah,
4: I know. Yeah, My yeah.
1: son watches it.
6: Yeah, because yeah, The Paw Patrol even uh, uh, it uh, depicts a uh, German shepherd police dog called Chase.
2: In, and, in, a, in uh, a positive light.
6: Yeah. 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 Uh, and now uh, they want to uh, euthanize, chase the uh, oh, German yeah I, mean, I know. They're, they're mean
2: terrible. people. They're mean people. Oh, aye, Peter's aye, aye. should complain about that. No, it's awful. Live PD as well highlighted the professionalism and the uh, the difficulty of being a, a, a police officer. They're going can- to they cancel that. I mean, it's, it's everything is ass backwards. Uh, An overreaction, a total, complete and total overreaction, the rioting, the looting, the cancellations – and uh, everything else on the Bernie and Sergio will come right back.
0: I understand the feelings about Christopher Columbus uh, and uh, some of his acts, which uh, nobody would support. But the statue was has come to represent and signify uh, appreciation for the Italian-American contribution to New York. Uh, so on that for that reason, I support it.
6: Far, we've been traveling far
1: Christopher Columbus and Neil Diamond coming together for this uh, great song, "America." And uh, well, you guys know what's going on. As we come back on the Bernie and sit on the morning show, hour number three, half number two. Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams set to join us in about uh, thirty minutes. So above and beyond the COVID nineteen and and the uh, the rough day Florida had yesterday, although we kind of. We've gotten past that. That's not exactly true. And uh, all the George Floyd stuff, that's still going on. Well, part of this George Floyd stuff includes uh, people all over the country, all over the world, even as far as Oxford, England, ripping down statues of folks that have been deemed to be bad people. Uh, even uh, Nancy Pelosi, by the way, in uh, D.C., wants to take down statues of, um, of Washington, uh, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. And that was a discussion about Christopher Columbus, that's your governor, Andrew Cuomo. I was happy.
2: Well, can I ask you a question? Sure. What is the over-under on when he flip-flops and, ag- and, and agrees that it was a good decision to take down the Christopher Columbus statue in Columbus Circle? That's a good
1: question. Uh, I was happy to hear him defend the statue right. as an Italian-American. I'm sure our good buddy, Chaz Palminteri, was very happy too. I would have thought, based on his political policies, he would have been right, up the, right at the very beginning, all four, taking down the statue. So to Cuomo's credit, he hasn't flip-flopped
2: yet, but that didn't stop a, a beheading a beheading of a Christopher Columbus statue. In Camden, New Jersey, and other places across the country, they're taking uh, Christopher Columbus this, the, like the Saddam Hussein statue. Yeah. By the way, in one, one city, one city down south. I believe I forget what the city was. They, these, these uh, Antifa savages were pulling down a statue, and one of them got their skull cracked. Oh, it, the statue it, it fell. On in, him. Yeah, the statue fell on him. He's in critical condition. Oh well, whatever. Yeah. We'll send that sucks, right? Yeah, that sucks.
1: Uh, but yeah, they're not just uh, Christopher Columbus again. The statues. Uh, there's a, that, that lady, uh, obviously, uh, on no, CNN yesterday, that Angela Rye, she was talking about, well, she was talking about Washington and Jefferson. Pelosi's talking about Jefferson Davis and uh, Stevens, I guess. Uh, but so all these Angela statues.
2: Rye was talking about uh, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson? Taking down those monuments in Washington, D.C., because they're both slave <laughs> well, owners. She's, uh, she, I believe she's a racist, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's a safe bet, Bernard. Because well, I don't watch CNN, but uh, from what, what I, as I recall, from years past, I believe she's a, a bona fide uh, Roland Martin-type racist. Yes, yes. Yeah. Excellent analogy. And I don't
1: watch CNN either, but I do go to the websites the following morning. And whether it's, you know, Chris Cuomo, somebody says something. And this morning they were pumping up Angela Rye, who again wants to have the George Washington and Thomas Jefferson monuments removed in uh, D.C. That did uh, beg the question for me this morning, and I'm, I'm kind of being sarcastic, but kind of not. One of my favorite statues in America today, and I mean this, is the statue of uh, Rocky Balboa. That's a real statue of Rocky in Philadelphia. And I wonder if,
2: because he beat a black man, Apollo Creed, if they're going to take the Rocky statue down. He beat a black man. Got to take it down, right? Can I just make an out-of-the-box observation? Uh, I just finished rereading a book called Into Africa. It was written by Martin Dugard, Bill O'Reilly's partner in the Killing uh, series. Yeah, And... uh, you know it was the Portuguese the Belgians and the uh and the arabs the Arabs were huge slave traders, but they also did it with the help of Africans. Africans were selling other Africans to these Arabs and the Portuguese slave traders uh they so they were you know it's not just uh it's not just whites; were, were not the only ones complicit in the slave trade. I right. mean, there were black. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. But a very small number of blacks. You're right; there were but
1: <laughs> whites overwhelmingly, obviously. So, well,
2: I mean, the whites were the consumers, right? But blacks actually uh, they were complicit in Sold Africa in, in help. That's right. In, yeah. in, in capturing a, a neighboring tribes yeah. and selling them to the Arabs, helping them capture them, selling them, and uh, they so they were complicit as well. Everybody has has some guilt in this uh, slave thing, Uh, and it's particularly the Arabs. The Arabs were the worst uh, uh, offenders. I mean, the British early on, the Americans were were basically consumers. The British early on were disgusted by slavery, and so it was the Arabs, the Portuguese, the Belgians, and the... uh, and Some Africans who sold other Africans into slavery. We're talking about the
1: Belgians. Uh, Belgium King Leopold II is another statue that's come under fire all across. I guess there's a bunch of his statues. I don't know where they are. Cecil Rhodes, another person Cecil that they want to take down. Yeah. Ro- that, that, that,
2: he, the, the, the country named Rhodesia, formerly named Rhodesia, was named after Cecil Rhodes... It is now called Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe,
1: okay. So now the race thing, of course, we've seen that with the statues. We're talking about George Floyd. We're talking about all these athletes, uh, what they really feel is, is above and beyond the police that we are a racist country, and this is our opportunity now to fix it. And one of the, uh, the main stories, whether you follow sports or not, you got to understand that Colin Kaepernick is a huge cog in this story. He just is. Everybody's bringing up Colin Kaepernick just about everywhere, including uh, Hall of Fame wide receiver Terrell Owens. remember a couple of days ago I played some audio of a few players saying, you have to re-sign Colin Kaepernick. doesn't matter if you can play or not. You have, if you're the NFL, you must re-sign Colin Kaepernick. Does not make any it, sense? It's a, it's a form of reparations, uh, yes. essentially. Well said. Here's Trello Owens on his thoughts on Colin Kaepernick back in the NFL.
0: There is something that Roger Goodell, on behalf of the NFL, the owners, that they can do. And I think uh, a lot of uh, people have heard it. That's apologize to Colin Kaepernick. This guy doesn't have a job. And I'm tired of people saying, oh, well, he's trash. He's washed up. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of guys that are playing in this league right now that he's he's just as good as, if not better than. So don't tell me that this guy can't play. They owe Colin Kaepernick an opportunity, not only just an apology for, for just missing Missing the point, period. But they owe this guy a job.
1: Again, the same thing I tweeted to New Orleans Saints defensive back, former Philadelphia Eagle defensive back, Malcolm Jenkins, a couple of days ago. T.O., you moron. They owe uh, Colin Kaepernick nothing. They're a private company, They're, They're the NFL. They are a business. They're out there to make money. If they don't want to sign Colin Kaepernick for whatever reason it is, they think he's a cancer in the locker room. They think he's a racist. Whatever reason they want, they don't owe anybody an apology.
2: Anybody. And let me just say, it is repetition at this point, but it bears repeating. If we're going to keep continually hearing that type of sentiment, uh, Colin Kaepernick kneeled to protest police brutality. He wore socks depicting cops as pigs. Correct. Of course, the statistics do not back him up. It, uh, follow the data. Follow the data. The data doesn't support uh, what Colin Kaepernick was uh, protesting. By the way, on company time, I mean, that's another argument, of course. What, what, what do they do, by the way, in, in the offseason? I don't see the you – know, what are you doing in the offseason? Why aren't you protesting somewhere, somehow in the offseason? Only when the cameras are on just before game time? Well, look, again, that, they, they, that's effective – but, and he, but
1: but, but the, you're right. They should be – Colin Kaepernick should be gathering 100 athletes or 200 athletes. And if you're really upset about police brutality, that's how it started. Now it's morphed into racism. But if you're really upset about police brutality, stand outside of police – one pen uh, – one police plaza. But, stand outside
2: of one police plaza. Hold signs. You guys are uh, are not are not protecting us. But let's not forget. I mean, again, it was, a, it was in the wake of a hands-up, don't shoot, which was a hoax. Michael Brown was trying to take that cop's gun – uh, President Obama's Justice Department declined t- to prosecute the cop because they agreed with the findings of the jury that he was he was defending himself against Michael Brown's attack. So, and in 2019, nine unarmed black men were killed by the police. Nine. Twenty uh, white unarmed white men were killed by the police. So it's not an epidemic. Uh, so he, and, and I know we've, we've said this before, but uh, so Colin Kaepernick was wrong about that. And he's still wrong. So they did for, for those reasons and the fact that he was doing it on company time, grandstanding in front of cameras instead of doing it in a different manner. Uh, he he He's owed nothing.
1: Well, he's owed nothing anyway. I mean, those, you brought up some good points why you may not buy into the Colin Kaepernick theory. But at the end of the day, again, if this, if an NFL owner thinks he's bad for business, for any one of those reasons you laid out, that's it. That's the bottom line. That's fine. I'm in this business to make money. The the NFL is in in the business to make money. The owners are not going to sacrifice a roster spot that may cost them money.
2: I'm not espousing a theory uh, like you mentioned Colin Kaepernick's theory. I'm citing stats. No, I understand that. Those are stats. But, again, they
1: don't even have to cite those owners. They don't have to. If Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys says, I don't want him on my team, I have to cite all that stuff. He doesn't have to have him on a team. There's no obligation for a private business to hire anybody. If you don't want to hire somebody, you don't hire them. No. Now, you may deal with repercussions down the road. They've got the double Rooney rule now in the National Football League. You've got to interview two black coaches. Not one, but two. They doubled it. But you don't have to hire anybody. so
2: patronizing. It's, just, it's
1: unbelievable.
2: I mean, look, to hire the best person qualified, Right. and if he's black, you damn well better hire him. If he's qualified, if he's qualified, if he's the best guy. You better hire him. Well, that's and the, if you don't, uh, then then there's a problem. Well,
1: that's the question: Is
2: he still good enough to be a backup in the NFL? And, and, but why wouldn't you? I mean, in this day and age, would somebody not actually hire a head coach because he's black? Is that would that would that, that is that conceivable in 2020? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I don't think. I hope not. I don't think so either. I mean, I'm I'm not that familiar with the uh, sports world these days. I just don't see it. I mean, if he's good, what Pittsburgh? You have uh, Tony Dungy was a great coach. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think don't they have a lot of black? Co- uh, Not a lot. I think there's three now in the NFL. Not enough. I no. Think
4: Sandy, no, the Chargers. Uh, Anthony Lynn. De- uh, is coach.
1: Denver, you've got a black coat. No, yeah, no, yeah. He, no, he got fired. He got fired. Excuse me. Uh, Vance uh, got fired. You know Sanchez. Yes, no, it, yeah. It's less than one hand. I'm taking a knee right now. <laughs> just, no, I'll, no justice, no peace. Don't laugh. That's part of the issue. And players have said this week. How do you have thirty? plus teams in the nfl and and less than one hand worth of coaches way, ceos general managers all
2: that stuff. while we're at it why aren't there any uh gay football players there are plenty oh uh, no out of the closet and uh <laughs> no. yeah that's what i'm talking about well, allowed to be themselves and nba players uh, why, why aren't there any uh out of the closet gay nba players can somebody explain that to me well uh, Jeremy Shocky nah. can, Jeremy let's, can. Ignore, let's
1: save that one for another time uh, right? 1-800-848-WABC 1-800-848-9222 We got your calls And uh, Brooklyn Borough President Eric
2: Adams Is going to stop by this hour too Back here on the Bernie and Sig show Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app As uh, we just slowly reopen We crawl to a reopen here in New York The governor did say you can open the beaches and the pools. Of course, uh, the buffoon mayor of ours, he didn't anticipate summer. And so they're just training the lifeguards now. So we're not ready for that yet. Oh, we can't do that. We forgot about summer. They're just training the lifeguards now. God, what a what a incompetent just. Oh, my God. Everything that, that can be said about this creep has been said. And it's almost superfluous at this time. but uh, So no pools, no beaches uh, for New York for a while. That's okay. I got mine. We have ours in Long Island. But I feel sorry for the people of the city, and it's inexcusable is what it is. Uh, in New Jersey, they continue to uh, really slow roll the reopen as well. A lot of these Democrat states, of course, the president uh, has moved the convention out of Charlotte, North Carolina, to Jacksonville, Florida. Now, they have a lot of legal commitments, so a lot of the activities will still Occur in Charlotte, North Carolina, but the night the president accepts the real party night will be in Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, it's going to hurt. You know, it's going to hurt the local businesses in Charlotte. I'm sure they're they're angry. I'm I mean, sure it's more than two months away. For God's sakes, this scam is over. And uh, in Asbury Park, New Jersey, believe it or not, the city council voted. They're like, look, June 15th, we're opening the restaurants inside. Yeah. Inside at twenty-five percent, I believe capacity. capacity I just... But they're saying we're starting to do it inside. Okay, we'll do it outside. We'll do it inside because we uh, otherwise we're going to die. Well, in defense of Phil Murphy, and the difference between Phil
1: Murphy and Cuomo, in New York, is that you have the dates. He's told you, July 5th, 250 people. July 6th, 500 but they, people. They, they can't wait. I mean, they're teetering. I'm not saying that they're not reopening too slow. I agree with you. They are teetering. But at least he's giving you some information. We get nothing here. No one's told us what date we could expect, uh, phase two, what date phase three, what we can and can't do. So you're right. It's slow. It's killing businesses in New Jersey. But at least Phil Murphy gives you something. They give us
2: nothing here. Nothing. No, 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 dates. no, no. no. It's just a lot of talk, a lot of blah 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 blah. Yeah, I'm a smooth dude in a cool mood, and blah 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 And then he goes on about the, all, all kinds of national things that have nothing to do with him. Race, <laughs> just grandstanding, sitting there with his, with his tan, is his nasty attitude? Uh, this have you no decency? Have you no decency? You murdered like uh, eight thousand old people, you creep. Open the damn state up again, people. Are, uh, businesses. B- 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 it's, it's, it's the risk of repetition, but it, what are you going to do? It's frustrating. It's frustrating. That's you have why, to repeat that's yourself. That's why
1: people can't walk around with masks on and do all these ridiculous things. I know it sounds crazy, but... You know, when I see uh, tons and tons of people walking around the city with the mask, what what that says to me is they're still nervous, they're complying, and it makes the politicians' jobs easier. Take off the masks, stop social distancing, just restart your life. But there's too many people in this city and in this state that continue
2: to comply, and it makes their job easier, I believe. I really do. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. Stop complying. Hey, listen, uh, you know, you saw the police precinct taking over in Minnesota, well, they took over another one. Uh, they they were forced. They were told to evacuate. The mayor made them evacuate this precinct in Seattle. This crackpot mayor, Durkin, uh, the president tweeted out yesterday. They, he called the people who took over the seven-block uh, radius, which houses this uh, po- police precinct. He called them domestic terrorists. And if you don't t- take action, I will. So she tweeted back at Trump uh does Did Mayor Durkin, make us safe, go back to your bunker, hashtag Black Lives Matter. That's the mayor. I mean, you got, speaking of small businesses, small businesses within that seven block radius and citizens who live there who are like, what the hell is going on here? And they, they actually built a perimeter. They built walls, believe it or not. I thought they didn't believe in walls. They built walls. You, can, you, you They have checkpoints to go in and out. I thought we didn't believe in that type of stuff, but apparently it's okay there. Uh, speaking of which... Uh, the media r- r- ran a little interference. Have you edited that thing down yet? Okay, play the media last night. Now this is a, a real, you know, this is a serious matter. This is these are guys with guns that have taken over a seven block area, and the state and the city of uh, of of Seattle and the state of Washington refuse to do anything about it and the media is running interference take a listen meantime the protesters across this country say they will press forward and in seattle tonight demonstrators now seizing a six block area outside a police station creating what they're calling a police free
5: zone the so-called autonomous zone now complete with barricades a clinic and free food the chief says Ooh, police now food, can't respond food. to all the calls for violent crimes in the neighborhood president trump calling on the governor and mayor to take back your city now if you don't I will. Seattle's mayor firing back, make us all safe. Go back to your bunker.
2: Yeah. Hey, listen, what, they were, what they're doing there is, is horrific. They had a different attitude when it came to the anti-lockdown protesters. They were like, oh, my God, you, they got to get these guys out. They have guns. What are they doing? Meanwhile, they were just protesting. They didn't take over blocks of areas. They went into a public building and and just like the protesters of the, and the rioters that we've seen in the last two weeks, these guys were peacefully protesting, and it was peaceful. Back in 2016, this group took over a federal uh, wildlife refuge in, I believe it was the state of Oregon, and the media said this about that. Now, it was a right-wing group, but so this is the way the media treated This is Anderson Cooper, Harry Reid and Chris Hayes at the very end. Take a listen. I want to tell you that this situation still remains very tense. You still have a number of armed
4: occupiers at the refuge, and at this point, it's anyone's guess how this is going to end. This obviously could get ugly. If there is a decision made to try to go in and root them out, uh, they have said they're going to stand their ground, Anderson. Yeah, it already seems pretty ugly. These people
0: who hold themselves out to be patriots are not. Nothing more than domestic
5: terrorists. The takeover of the federal okay. building, which so far has not been met with any significant law enforcement response, has led to questions about what would happen if the armed occupiers were different—if they were Black Lives Matter activists.
2: Yeah, what would happen, right? So you see the difference between the the, the way the media characterized uh, those guys and the way they characterize these creeps. So, are part of uh, FTP, F the police, and uh, BLM, Black Lives Matter. I mean, it's it's just—and these poor people stuck there. With these leaders that they have, the president does have to help them out. Look, Borough President Eric Adams is coming up on the Bernie and Sid show coming up next, right? Yeah, we're going to
1: talk about uh, his uh, suggestion to help the police. By the way, you know, you talk about how the news cycle, Bernie, is so uh, thick every day. It's like 10 new stories. If I told you that two years ago today, two years ago today was the shooting at Pulse Nightclub in Orlando. Where 49 people were murdered, gay people. Does not. that feels like 10 years ago, right? It feels like 50 it years does. ago. Yeah,
2: I, w- I would say, I would have guessed like six.
1: Right. Two years ago today, that's how stocked we are every day with so
2: much news that something happened two or three years ago feels like ten years ago. And the fake news spun that particular incident. Oh, yes. You you mentioned gay people. It turned out it was a a terror attack. Yes. It was a a, a, a radical Islamic-inspired terrorist attack against gay people. They try to make it sound like
1: he was married, but he was gay. He wanted to kill the gays, but you're exactly right. All right, like Bernie said, we'll talk to Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams right after this. (laughs) This is part of the 5 o'clock whistle Z100 Friday afternoon as we get ready for a big New York City weekend. Manhattan, Staten Island, the Bronx, Queens, and of course the borough where I was born and raised, which I still will always call home, as they used to talk about in Welcome Back, Carter, the fourth largest city in the world, a great place, whether it's Cheapside Bay, Bay Ridge, Bensonhurst, or uh, East New York, it doesn't matter. Brooklyn, New York is, uh, is where all the greats are from. I'm sorry, Bernie. I know you're from the Bronx. Don't get upset. You, Martin Scorsese, I get it. It's fine. Go, oh, go right ahead. Thank you. Uh,
2: <laughs> when, so, when Ruben Diaz comes on, you can talk about all the great people from the Bronx. Yeah, exactly right. Listen, yes. our guest is a Brooklyn uh, guy. That's right. Know, through and through, and therefore, we pay honor, uh, homage to Brooklyn. Eric Adams is the Brooklyn Borough President. He's become a fan of the
1: show. And uh, here he is. Eric, good morning, pal. How are
6: you? Sid, you are right. Uh, Brooklyn is the home of America. Actually, with are the that large city. We overcame Chicago.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. So I just got the, uh, the endorsement from uh, Eric Adams. Hey, Eric, before we start talking about what you specifically brought up a couple of days ago, I'm not going to lie to you, it confused me, that's why I brought you back on, about what you want to do with the police in terms of uh, hiring brass. Tell us this, for folks that don't know how you feel. Bernie and I have been saying for weeks that the uh, systematic racism does not exist nine unarmed black men were killed last year, not 900, not 9,000, not 9 million, nine. So that's our contention. Uh, that doesn't mean you, may, you, you think the same way. How do you feel about the police, and have, uh, are you in with this police brutality, systematic racism?
6: And let me tell you why people say systematic racism, because you look at the shootings.
1: The shootings
6: are horrific when innocent people are shot or when you saw, what you saw with Floyd. Incident, George Floyd incident, but here's the real problem: it's the everyday interactions. Let me give you an example. Elder religious leader, one of the top religious leaders in Brooklyn. She's driving a car. She has on her white collar, uh, entire outfit as a a pastor. She's pulled over by a police officer. He says, "What's in that cup?" She says, "Water, sir." He says, "Let me see it." He takes the cup of water, puts his nose in it to smell it, then give it back and say, "Okay, you can drink it." That is what people are talking about. Every day, story after story of how they're treated, how they're stopped. The Garcia incident. We're supposed to be doing social distancing. Instead, we are uh, punching a, a bystander.
2: Wait, wait, wait. The bystander in that case, uh, was he, he didn't back up as he was instructed. Uh, from what I saw in the videotape, uh, of Mr. Adams.
6: Yeah, but keep in mind, I did the job. And I'm the professional, not the bystander. I don't get hooked by the words of a bystander. If a bystander is an, is an idiot, then we'll, go ahead, be an idiot. I'm the one that's going to show the discipline of what it is to be a police. And I police throughout my years with some officers with the greatest level of discipline. Discipline, the greatest people I know. One of the perfect examples of how good many of my officers are is when we had two officers assassinated on Tompkins Avenue. That was around Christmas. They were giving out toys to children. They didn't stop giving them out. They said, We don't want these children in NYCHA to have a terrible Christmas. We hurt for our officers. We're mourning after. So I think that if we don't separate and remove from the noble profession of policing those officers that tarnish our badge, then you're going to always have what you're having right now. All
1: right, that's fair. And, and, and listen, I brought this story with Bernie a million times, uh, and I'll do it again uh, at the sake of repetition. I've got a cousin down in Atlanta, Kyra, love her to death, and her son is the star quarterback on the football team. I live in Atlanta. He's a straight-A student, and he was stopped twice last year only because he was black. So I brought that up to Bernard, and I brought it up to other people before. So what you're saying does exist. It does exist. So I will ask you, as a guy that spent 20-plus years in the force, Does that exist in big numbers? Forget about shootings and statistics. Do you believe in big numbers that cops all over the country stop people just based on color? No, I don't think out of the 30 30 plus thousand
6: police officers we have that you have cops that start to tour saying, Hey, we're going to go harass black people. No, where we fail in the system, and this is why it's called systematic, the numbers who... Actually, carry out that action as a platoon commander on the first platoon. I only had four cars that was out patrolling the precinct If one of those cars has an idiot inside or he and his partner are harassing people, and i don 't identify and remove him from the system, I protect him, promote him, then that's when it's systematic. A perfect example is what happened today. Uh, There was a commander, there was a precinct commander standing next to the officer who pushed the young girl to the ground when she cracked her head. He didn't say anything to his officer. He didn't correct him. He kept moving forward, act like it didn't happen. That is what people are talking about when they state that you have to change the mindset because the good cops in the precincts all over this country have created an environment. I'd rather not even report my bad cops. And I bet you, after those cops were indicted, In um, Minnesota, I bet you you had a lot of cops that went into their police and say, I don't want to go out with this guy anymore because this guy's going to get me in trouble and I want my assignment changed. That used to happen to me all the time as a lieutenant. Someone would come to the desk and say, "Lou, can you do me a favor and change my assignment? I don't want to go on patrol with this guy.
2: I don't doubt that at all. uh, Yeah, that that Chauvin was uh, a sadistic murderer who deserves probably the death penalty, I would say. Uh, But before we get to your specific uh, suggestion to uh, de Blasio on on how to pick precinct commanders, uh, you were part of it. The NYPD, you just mentioned it. Uh, New York City went from uh, a horrible almost 3,000 murders per year, which was a lot, uh, probably mostly black lives, uh, two three hundred eighteen murders in twenty nineteen, and that was the NYPD policing. Yet we don't express any appreciation or, or, or acknowledgement of that. They're hated and demonized by people who should know better. Uh, what do you say to I, that, Eric? I
6: I, I I do not follow the cor- chorus of uh, disbanding uh, police agencies, taking police agencies apart, and you know the numbers you just uh, indicated two thousand homicides a year back in the mid nineties. Uh, bringing those numbers down, I was part of that. I know what it is to report to an incident, and you're looking over a body riddled with bullets. I know how crime and crack has been pervasive in our, our city, and I don't want my son growing up in that city, and I've made that clear a number of times. But what I do know, in the last four years, we've increased the budget of the police over a billion dollars. I think we need to be more proactive in fighting crime, and I said this on your show all the time if you just look at the young men who are on Rikers Island or the inmates at Rikers Island, 30 to 40% of them are dyslexic. If we identify their dyslexia while they're in school, then they won't hit the streets, think they can't learn, and all of a sudden they end up doing crime and they sit on Rikers Island. That is the type of preventing, using smart money to prevent crime and not react to crime, Same before the kids the kids age out. They age out of foster care. They are either likely to become victims of crime or participate in criminal behavior. If we just take $50 million and give them life coaches until they reach the age of 26, they're more likely to graduate from college. They're more likely to be able to graduate from high school and be productive yeah. citizens. It's using our money in a smarter way to prevent crime and not wait to
1: the crime. Yeah, listen, I, I, I like some of the things you're talking about. It makes sense. Uh, Bo Deedle even talked about police, police officers providing some of that big brother stuff. What about this, Eric? When people say, my cousin, for example, he gets stopped twice in, in the same community. Fact is, he's just a black kid trying to go to school. And this is why we love having you on the show, Eric, because you're honest and, and we're friendly here. What if I said to you that per capita, there's more crime inside the black community than any place else. And maybe once in a while, that makes a cop trigger happy. Maybe once in a while, that makes a cop nervous. Now, you can blame it on the government. You can blame it on whites. You can blame it on a ton of things. But can you argue the fact that there is more crime per capita in that community? And that may lead to some of the major issues with the cops.
6: Listen, and and you won't get any argument out of me, and let me tell you what happens, and I don't think people understand that human beings are human beings. If every day you are responding to calls of crimes, remember, a cop is not called to a house for the birthday party. They're called there when the party is shot up. Right. And if every day that's all you see and all you do, you have a tendency to believe that your mind begins to, Focus and begin to process that, okay, this is a community of criminals. And that's why we have to change the interactions. You know, I remember looking at a tow truck that says, we meet by accident on, the, on his bumper sticker. That's funny. And I said, <laughs> cops can't only meet when there is a crime. I, I, I had a, a cop one day, a young cop, we, w- we walked into Farragut Houses, night development, and someone urinated in an elevator. When we got on the elevator, he said, you see, boss, these people don't deserve anything Look at his urine in his elevator. And I said, officer, one person pissed in the elevator. Everybody in this building is upset over this piss. Don't treat everyone in this building based on his urine in this elevator. That is what we have to do. We have to, just as I don't want everyone to treat every cop based on a negative interaction they had, I don't want every cop to treat everyone in the community based on the negative interaction. Well said. A small number of people are committing crimes in those communities is crime per capita. But we treat everyone in that community based on that small number of people who committed crimes.
2: And speaking of the community, uh, Eric Adams, borough president of Brooklyn, I would imagine that uh, far from defunding the police, the people in the communities you're talking about, in those nights of houses and all, they want the cops there. They they, they love to see police officers. They feel safer when they see uh, the NYPD in the hood. No?
6: Without a doubt. You know, uh, I everywhere I go, every call I receive, the complaints I receive is, uh, why don't I have more cops on my block? Why aren't they patrolling like it's supposed to? Uh, those are the concerns I get. Uh, I don't get, I don't get calls saying, hey, we don't want our uh, officers here, but it's not a trade-off. You know, you don't, you don't have to be safe in disgrace. You could have both because I know how well we can do this job because I've witnessed it over the years. And that is why the proposal I'm calling for, many people misunderstood that proposal. Let me get clear on what the pro- sure. proposal is. Yeah. I, I said to the commissioner mayor, the commissioner would give the community board and the precinct council three recommendations. People, he already stated they have the ability to be commanders. He would give them those three recommendations. They would look and choose from those three recommendations based on sitting down and speaking with them. What is your vision for fighting crime in this community? What's your background? Um, what type of complaints you've had in your past? Uh, they should know who they are because that commissioner, that, that commander, many people don't understand the power of the commander. The commander controls that geographical piece of real estate in communities. If the community uh, has no real relationship with that commander, you're going to have an erosive relationship between the police and the community. That needs to change. If the community and that commander knows this is a partnership, then you'll get a better response. So it's not that the community will go into the police department and say, I'm, go- I'm going to grab whoever that I want. No. Right, right. The, police, the police commissioner is going to say, here are three guys that meet the level to be commanders, you choose one of these three based on your interview, based on his vision, based on his ability to take it to where you want. That allows a grassroots relationship
1: with al
2: support. Bob.
1: All right, that makes uh, some sense. Now, that you explained it, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams, a couple more, we'll let you go. Uh, and I know you don't dislike Dermot Shea, maybe even like him a lot, but do you think that maybe the better decision would have been a Ben Tucker Rodney Harrison, Juanita Holmes, I don't know, somebody of color to deal with some of these issues inside those communities? Uh,
6: and, and I do like Shea, and I think he, he's a, a decent person. and He, he has uh, been extremely open to a lot of different thinking. Uh, but I thought the it, uh, it mayor missed a golden opportunity. Uh, when you look at the record of Tucker, uh, an attorney, uh, the number of years in law enforcement on the city, state, national level, level I think you sent the wrong message that here you have a man with his credentials, and he was skipped over twice. He wasn't skipped over once, but he was skipped over twice. And uh, others were promoted at a faster pace, and he just sat there. You can't continue to say the black guy could only be on the field. He could never coach the team. And I thought the mayor made a big mistake in doing that, and I shared that with him. I thought it was the wrong thing to do.
2: Eric Adams, last one for me. Uh, you cited, uh, Eric, uh, the uh, shortcoming, one of the shortcomings of the education system. You can lay that right at uh, Bill de Blasio and, and Carranza's feet, uh, and failing to identify, you know, kids with problems, whatever. But de Blasio, the disaster of Bill de Blasio continues. No beaches in, in Brooklyn, Coney Island, closed this weekend. No pools, no city pools. De Blasio just now, oh, my God, we're just, just training the lifeguards now in the middle of June. I mean, how bad, how bad was, how way incompetent was that?
6: Yeah, and I, and I agree. There was no reason we should have waited this long to train like God. Like, uh, and uh, we, I said on the show uh, when we were speaking previously, That You can't have children just sitting around doing nothing. They're not going to shelter in place. One person told me, you know, why can't they just sit in their backyard or on their terrace? I said, darn it. They don't have no darn background. Yeah, come on, man. (laughs)
2: That's crazy. Come on. Come on. Yeah.
6: Yeah. But but you're right. Listen, when, when I was a child, um, I was as mischievous as could be. I, 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 I'm not going to run around here and say that, you know, I, I was always in mischief. You know? right. Absolutely, we are, we are. Especially if you were from Brooklyn, I know you were in mischief. You know? Yeah, so, and me of from of the course. Bronx.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, come on. I was uh, turning on water hydrants, right? But hey, last one. 60 seconds ago, Eric. I, I, I you know, Tell me about Donald Trump for a second. It only took one day for the president to come out and talk about a DOJ investigation, how upset he was about George Floyd's murder. This is a fact now, Eric unemployment, uh, the numbers at its all-time best for African-Americans since Trump took over, job opportunities, the things he's doing with criminal reform like Alice Johnson. All I see, and I don't love the guy, I don't love him, but all I see, quite frankly, is he's done a lot more in three years for the African-American community than Barack Obama did in eight. What is with all the vitriol directed at President Donald Trump?
6: Well, I think there's a lot of... uh Uh, Energy, and I think because the president shot himself in the foot many times. So I am not a a Trump supporter, and I'm not even going to pretend to do so. I think our country has been divided more than I've ever uh, witnessed the division of it. And I think I believe uh, that healing this country and doing the things that that must be done, it must be uh, carried out on the city level. The cities must get together. Cities are, are really running countries all over the globe that's where the real solutions are that's where the rubber meets the road if we start aligning our partnerships with cities we can get things done national governments are not getting things done anymore, all across the globe, cities are coming together to make it happen.
2: Hey, Eric Adams, maybe the next mayor, he's a B- Brooklyn Borough President, maybe the next mayor, and he sounds like a, a very reasonable choice. Uh, I think so. He's the Eric guy. Adams, he's uh, the thanks for appearing on the Bernie and Sid show and for, for your insights and uh, you know, your points of view. We appreciate it. Okay,
1: be safe, guys. All right, Eric, Thank you, you be well. There.
2: Have a great weekend, buddy. Thank you. Brooklyn Borough President Eric
1: Adams, and he, he should be mayor. He'll be mayor and uh, Mary Ann from Brooklyn. She'll be the next Brooklyn Borough President instead of Bill de Blasio's wife. Mm-hmm. Back here on mm-hmm. the Bernie and, and Sid live. show, heard that everywhere on the 77 right WABC app.
2: Stay. Last hour of the week for Sydney and myself. It it's a beautiful down Friday, down folks. Friday in June. It's going to be gorgeous. Day. Hey, listen, uh, WABC is... Uh, Partnering up with Tunnel to Towers, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, WABC and Tunnel to Towers Foundation honor our frontline heroes with an all-American 4th of July celebration. DJ Vinny interviews some of your favorite 60s artists like Frankie Valley, Tommy James, Felix Cavallari, Peter Noon, Gary Lewis, and many, many more. Interviews, songs, music, memories, and stories, plus... We're going to take time to talk to our frontline heroes or their families this 4th of July. It's, all, it's an all-American 4th of July from Tunnel to Towers Foundation and 77 WABC. Coming up, uh, that's, how we, that's how we do here. We're patriots here at WABC Radio. Uh, that's a great partnership. Tunnel to Towers Foundation is one of the better uh, charities, uh, the 9-11 charities of all of them that have come out. Hey, listen, uh, we just had in our uh, newscast... Uh, and, well, De- Deb Valentine brought it up. She reported on it. This kid, he complained that uh, he said he was beaten by the police. He was, uh, it turns out, he was part of the uh, the rioting and the looting up in the Bronx. Um, he was, they have him on videotape running into stores. And they, it turns out, the videotape has come out, and the local news people have played it. A video has come out. He actually was setting fire to trash on the streets and when he tried to run away he got tased and when he got tased he fell down and he fell on his face and he hurt his face and though that's those are the injuries that the uh, you see in the newspapers and on the various uh, uh, websites of the channel 7 channel 4 all these uh, news sites but it turns out they have him on tape running into stores and actually setting fire so the police have been completely vindicated yet this is what we heard from the kid's mother I'm not speaking just for my side. I'm speaking for every youth in America. And then, of course, uh, <laughs> that's it. <but> yeah, <laughs> she, she, they were they were getting getting ready to sue, getting ready to sue, sue right. the NYPD. We're going to get paid. No, you're not. Your kid is going to go to jail. Is what's happened here because the kid was taking part in the riots and the looting that that, that victimized. Minority-owned small businesses, people who put their heart and soul into their business, like that lady last week we heard about, uh, you know, I'm black, choke me out. Why are you burning my store down? I mean, that poor lady who, who, who worked her butt off. In any case, uh, also we had the mayor prejudging the case. He talked to the family. Okay, listen to him.
1: I want to make sure we get the truth, and I want to make sure we follow through based on what the facts tell us.
2: Well, you got the truth now. The video is out. I saw it on all the local news channels last night. To their credit, they showed the video of the kid uh, actually setting fire and the fact that he was only tased. He wasn't beaten about the face as he claimed. He fell on his face after he got taped, after he got tased. So the police have been uh, vindicated, and I I, I look forward to the mayor's words of, I guess, I don't know, apology. Uh, I I think he, uh, he indicted the police there. I, well he 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 didn't say well let's reserve judgment he didn't say that he said more because that that that's only partially what he said there. He said he was very disturbed, et cetera et etc et etc, as though the cops were guilty and they were not completely Until intoler- i just want to get that off my chest. I heard that uh, during the local newscast here the cops have been vindicated when they caught and busted, they get arrested and they get charged, but when they're vindicated, you have to let people know as well after days of reporting on the fact that they may have done something wrong and they didn't okay now out in uh seattle you have an uh, an extension of these protests uh, the president talked about this seven block enclave uh, in which is a police precinct that the mayor the crackpot mayor told the police to abandon just like the guy in, in minnesota the minneapolis excuse me the mayor of minneapolis told the cops to leave she did the same thing in this place and so they took over seven blocks And now it's it's filled with a bunch of uh, lice infested uh, malcontents and they're holding business, small businesses hostage, residents hostage. The president said this about that.
4: If there were more toughness, you wouldn't have the kind of devastation that you had in Minneapolis and in Seattle. I mean, let's see what's going on in Seattle. I will tell you, if they don't straighten that situation out, we're going to straighten it out.
2: We're going to straighten it out, and uh, I hope they do. I don't know how he's going to send in the Marines, send somebody in, but I mean, if you got the state and the city, send in uh, Chuck Norris. Just totally abandoning, abandoning you now. Back here, Rambo. In (laughs) nine years ago, we had uh, in 2011, we had uh, the uh, Occupy Wall Street, and our good friend, tough uh, 9/11 hero, his his name is Joe Esposito. After weeks of uh, Mike Bloomberg trying to appease. These flea bags down in Zuccotti Park, they let them live there. It was really disgusting. I mean, New York obsessed over this for weeks and weeks. I, I think it went on for almost two months, something like that. And mayor Bloomberg said, Well, let them give them well, some space, let them live there for a while. Well, it turned into a rat infested, crime infested, uh, sexual, a lot of uh, women getting sexually abused down there. So finally, uh, the mayor sent in uh, Chief Joe Esposito and company, and he cleaned it out. And that was that. That's how you have to handle it. You can't, you, you can't give them any space. As soon as they take it over, I mean, you get them off the streets right away. That's what you do. Mike is in Yonkers. Good morning to you, Mike. Hey, guys. Good morning.
4: You know, on Amazon right now, they are selling t shirts that say Blue Lives Murder. Yeah. And, you know, guys.
1: By the way, by the way, that's something I They've got a whole section on Amazon. On police brutality t shirts. That's just one of a bunch they're selling that encourage encourage violence on the cops on Amazon.
4: Yeah. And I just, you know, I want you to know um, when my brother was a 24 year old young Yonkers cop, he walked into a bank robbery. He got a call to go to a bank robbery. You know, he didn't ask what were the color of the patrons, et cetera. He walked in and he was actually shot in the leg. And, you know, he, he wasn't killed, but he was shot. And my mother, she aged ten years in one day when, when that occurred. So, like, you know, it's rhetoric. Is, is, it's just got to
2: calm down. It's it's way over the top. Listen, uh, I, I played the clip of uh, New York State PBA uh, uh, President uh, Michael Mira. He says, "We're not animals. We're not thugs. I mean, we, we're here to protect you." And, uh, and I pointed out uh, to Eric Adams, the NYPD. The murder rate went down from uh, almost 3,000 to 300 a year in about 25 years. That was the
1: NYPD's doing. No, no, but but to uh, Mike's uh, point there about your brother, he didn't care what the color was inside the bank. I tweeted this a couple of days ago when our brave men and women were running up the stairs as the buildings were coming down. Uh, I never heard stories of cops saying, hey, he's black, leave him here. I saw people like Tom Sullivan dragging Mm -hmm. white people and black people out of the building, up and down the stairs. Knowing, by the way, these cops, a lot of them, and firemen, they were going to die. And they didn't ask what color you were. But listen, what Eric Adams said is what I've been telling you about for weeks with my cousin. He said the same exact thing. It's not about these statistics of numbers of who gets shot and who dies. It's the stuff there are no statistics for, which are the daily meetups between cops and black people, and the, they contend that uh, too often they're bad. They're bad. They're disrespectful, contentious, and the cops go out of their way to pick on black people. And we can't say they're wrong. We, don't have any, we
2: can't measure that. We don't have stats for that. No, nor can they. Well, that's true. Uh, but uh, you, I will say this. They, they're, this is the way it works. They, the cops go to high-crime areas. And unfortunately high crime areas are populated by uh, mostly uh, black they 're they're, they're in black neighborhoods. I mean, I hate to say that put, put it so bluntly, so that 's where they go so that 's where you have the exchanges now they go there to protect the innocent people that 's what they do they don 't go there to say i'm going sorry I, I, got a, I got an agenda i to I want to f with some black people they don 't do that they want to go home at night they just want to get paid they want to do the right thing they want to protect the people. But the perception, of course, is, and, and they're scared when they go in there as well. But they, we do have to quell the perception because the perception is there. But it, I don't, I don't believe in it, the perception is accurate that the cop is not the friend of the black person. Well, but and, you're not
1: black. You can't say
2: that. They're going to tell you
1: you can't say that. You're not black. You don't know what they go through every. I'm just telling you what they're telling me. Yeah, I don't no, no that I heard you, you already. I'm, yeah.
2: I'm responding to it. Yeah, I'm saying we have to quell that perception. How? Uh, <laughs> by what? By Whatever it takes, however means it takes, uh, we can cite statistics. You can say, look, uh, the, the 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 videotapes of these uh, kids who are rioting and looting, that's not that doesn't help because people are going to look at that and they're going to say, wow, is that what they do? Is that what they're doing? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't help the uh, the, the perception of young black men and the, the fact that they commit a disproportionate amount of crimes. Does, that doesn't help. And that that. The fact is that they do commit a, a disproportionate amount of crime. So police, that's why they they would profile for the stop and frisk thing for a long time. Yeah. They, pro, they stopped more black kids, more black young men. And, of course, among them were innocent black young men who rightfully resented it. But if you explain to them that we're only doing it because the statistics show us that most crimes are being uh, uh, perpetrated by young black men. That's why we're stopping you. We're trying to get the guns off the street. We want to protect your grandmother, you, your sister, and you. That's who we're trying to protect. I'm sorry, we have to stop you. Uh, and again, that's gone way down. But that's why they were doing that, and then, so that's the that's why the perception is there uh, that the cop is not the friend, even though. The cops, look, look, they, again, they just want to get paid. They want to go home safely to their families. That's all they want to do. And protect the people in these high-crime neighborhoods. By the way, for the first time in 26 seasons, 26
1: seasons, the very popular show The Bachelor has a black contestant now this time. First time ever. The Bachelor. Yeah. First first black guy. 25 seasons all white. This season, a black guy. And on well, top of that, want to say I was going to
2: say the Bachelorette, they have had uh, black contestants. I believe so in The yeah.
1: Bachelor. First time for The Bachelor. Rachel Lindsay, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah, there you go. And uh, talking about George Floyd, a black man being murdered, maybe the most famous murder case in the country's history involving a black man took place 26 years ago today. We'll get to that next.
2: From C-
1: Uh, you tell them, Ray Charles, yesterday was the Whitney Houston Star Spangled Banner from Super Bowl XXV back in 1990 in Tampa. Today, Ray Charles, America the Beautiful, because here on the Bernie and Sid Show, we choose to love America. We don't hate it. We don't take a kneel during the anthem. We don't take a knee, I should say. We're not angry... We're not yelling about, and I know we're white, that's fine, but we, we, uh, we choose to love this country. Thank you to the late, great Ray Charles, black man who loved this country as well. Hey, uh, uh, one quick note about Eric Adams, Brooklyn Borough President. We, we mustn't forget this. He was very good with you and I. He's always good with you and I, and you and I like him very much. Uh, he is going to run for mayor, but of course, uh, we need to mention this. That our vote for mayor goes to John Katzamatidis, not uh, not Eric Adams. So,
2: oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, <clears throat> hopefully, Mr. and I'm sure he will get the republic. It gets the Republican nomination. Well, I'm like, is,
1: is he going to run as a Republican or is in the, as a? Uh, well, I,
2: he talked about a coalition. Yes. but well, I think he needs the Republican nomination uh, in order to be a viable candidate. Okay. Well, either way,
1: uh, no matter what party he runs under, he is our choice for the next mayor. No in, disrespect, in, Eric.
2: In fact, we will vote uh, several times for Mr. Katsimatidis. Yes, we'll cheat if we have to. We will, uh, <laughs> we will recruit uh, dead people. Then why not? <laughs> Anything we can to get Katsimatidis in office. Uh, barring, uh, you know, if he doesn't run, of course, then we'll... Consider Eric Adams. Right, right. Because uh, for Republicans, it's a tough road to hold. But maybe the conditions are just right yeah. for a John Katsimatidis for mayor uh, run.
1: This is the time. There's no question. So uh, he gets our vote. Now, before we went to break uh, last time, I did say that uh, George Floyd's murder last week, it has turned the nation upside down. But um, an even more famous black man was involved. He wasn't murdered. He did the murdering, I guess. 26 years ago today. 26 years ago today was the actual crime, and then this happened a couple years after that.
3: Superior Court of California, County of Los Angeles, in the matter of the people of the state of California versus Orenthal James Simpson, case number BA097211. We, the jury, and the above entitled action find the defendant or draw- Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder in violation of penal code section 187a, a felony upon Nicole Brown Simpson, a human being, as charged in count one of the information.
1: I was at my parents' house in upstate New York. It was the time of the Jewish holidays. And we were literally, it was an afternoon verdict they read, in between sessions in Temple and Shul. So we had walked back to my parents' house in Kanyanga Lake from the Temple, still dressed in our suits and ties, had my yarmulke on. And I remember sitting down to watch that. And when they said not guilty, and I mean this, I don't know if I've ever been more upset before or since, ever hearing a verdict, ever seeing anything. I couldn't believe that O.J. Simpson who clearly committed these murders, if not him, maybe had some help, 26 years ago today is when he killed those two people, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman. They were actually found after midnight tomorrow, June 13th. But the crime actually took place 26 years ago today. I couldn't believe that they, he was not guilty. I couldn't believe it.
2: Well, it was a jury of his peers. I know. And, I know. Uh, well, that was it. That was it. That was it. I think you they, just named it. They played... T- uh, race had a lot to do with it. Yeah, but I mean, Johnny Cochran, God
1: rest his soul, turned this whole double homicide into whether or not Mark Furman
2: was a racist. Who cares? He probably was. What does that have to do with O.J. Simpson cutting two people's heads off? It's funny how you remember things like like where you were when the O.J. verdict was uh, yeah. handed down. Or uh, in my case, you know, the space shuttle blew up or uh, Ronald Reagan was shot. Stuff like that. Or, again, when George Bush lost to Bill Clinton. Things like that. When you first heard it. And uh, th- that's one of those times. And then, of course, uh, Orenthal, he ended up doing about 12, 13 years in prison, right? After the, the Vegas thing. yeah, it's about a decade. Yeah, a little over
1: a decade. Right, something and, uh, like that. I mean, but, of course, during the time between, he got arrested in Vegas. And that suit ended. He did lose the, the, uh, the uh, civil suit, and he owes Frank yes. Goldman like
2: $33 million. But he did, he did uh, have to give up the Heisman Trophy. He did have to give up the Heisman, and, you're and, right. And he had that book, If I Did It. If I Did It. If I Did It. Yeah. Now, if I was in that driveway cutting uh, Ron's throat, right, right. if I was. <laughs> if I was. But, of yeah, course, he if, spent all that time. He went into detail on if he was. Right.
1: But he spent all that time between his arrest in Vegas and his acquittal looking for the murderer. Uh, I guess he thought he would find him or them on golf courses in Miami and/or bars where white women drink.
2: Uh, you you go to where <laughs> you least suspect uh, the murder might be. That's where you go. Is that what it
1: is? Absolutely. All right, makes and, perfect sense. Well, thank you, Bernard. Once again, making sense of what <laughs> doesn't make any sense. We'll be right back.
0: Mr. Gorbachev, tear
2: down this wall.
1: Real nobody, but I just punched out in this paycheck Friday weekend's here, good God Almighty, gonna get to rock and be somebody.
2: Oh my God, I love it. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everyone in the 77 WABC app. And it is Paycheck Friday. It's gonna be a gorgeous day, gorgeous weekend from what I understand, folks, so I hope you can uh, enjoy it. In these troubled times that we live in, it's going to be fine. We're going to get over it. We've had it before. We're having it now. We'll get over it. Uh, The skies are going to be blue. Do not worry. Do not worry, folks. Uh, Look, the president, he's starting his rallies up again. He's got one going uh, in about eight days, I believe, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And the Republican National Convention will now take place. In Jacksonville, Florida, part of it will still be in Charlotte, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, because they have contractual obligations. But uh, the real festive uh, things, uh, the crowds, that's going to be Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, I'm sure the people of Charlotte are not happy about their Democrat governor not allowing. And it's two and a half months away, for God's sakes. And you're making you won't allow. I mean, the coronavirus is dying. I don't care what the fake news puts out there. It is. Going down, down. You hear these reports of spikes. That's because of testing. You dig down into the numbers and there's some, you know, the, the numbers are fuzzy when the fake news tries to scare you. So anyway, the short, North Carolina is going to miss out and uh, Florida will be the beneficiaries. That's happening. Uh, the uh, rallies that I'm talking about, uh, the first one's going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in about, I think it's eight days, eight or nine days from now. And uh, the, the Joe Biden, this guy... I mean, he, he continues to put his foot in his mouth. He was talking about the president's uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma rally, starting up the rallies. And this is what he said.
0: He's going down to Texas on Juneteenth, right? The first major massacre, literally speaking, of the uh, Black Wall Street right? years ago. And he's going to have a rally. going to have a rally. He's going down to Texas on Juneteenth, right? What? The first major massacre, <laughs> literally speaking, of the uh, Black Wall Street, right? Years ago. And he's going to have a rally. I
2: mean, he he's was going to have a rally. Repeated the exact same thing twice. <laughs> that was not a, a mistake. Yeah, no, I, I thought you guys were referring first to just
4: the end there, the rally last hour when you said, did I edit that to, for him to repeat it? But you're right. That's 30 seconds
2: of him just repeating right. the same yeah, thing. Exactly, exactly. No, this man is uh, senile. He's, he's lost his mind, completely lost his mind, and, and the pandering is, is so over the top. It's nauseating. This is what he says about, uh, well, he's talking about, he's talking essentially about prison reform, which, by the way, the president has already taken care of, but does, still doesn't, doesn't stop this idiot from talking about it. Listen. We should change
0: the way in which we deal with all
2: drug abuse. Nobody should be going to jail for the use of drugs. They
0: should be going to mandatory rehabilitation. We should be building rehab centers not more prisons
2: no jail rehabilitation says uh, joe biden this is what joe biden said in the past Uh,
5: i'm the guy that said rehabilitation when it occurs we don't understand it notice it and when we even when we notice it and we know it occurs we don't know why so you cannot make rehabilitation a condition for release that's why in our system there's the federal system you serve 85 percent of your time it's a shame, but we don't know how to rehabilitate.
2: There you go. Now,
1: well, was, he's uh, talking about specifically rehabilitate criminals, right? Not like addicts or just or, or
2: everything. I, 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 it uh, sounds to me like it incorporates everything. Everything, right? Yeah. So how do you explain me? I, I can't explain you. Uh, I Don't, I, I, don't, I don't, don't ever answer that question. <laughs> See what he did? <laughs> he is one funny bastard, Listen, this Bernie. This, this was Biden trying to pass the uh, 1994 crime bill. That's what he was doing. That's what he was speaking there. Mr. Tough Guy. We're supposed to forget that it's all, I mean, that that it ever happened. It's all on tape, stupid. It's all on tape. And it even was worse. Some of the things he said will make your jaw drop. I mean, you might like what he said, but either way, he's, to- I mean, flip-flopped. I mean, he's a total 180. This is him also back uh, pushing this 1994 crime bill. We must take back By the, the way, streets. stop it. Stop it a sec. He's talking about black Criminals, black young men. Yeah, you have to preface it with that because it's really nasty. He's talking about black young men, folks. Make no mistake about it. Uh, He he even says that earlier on, but take a listen.
5: We must take back the streets. It
2: doesn't matter whether or not
5: they were deprived as a youth. It doesn't matter whether or not they're the victims of society. The end result is they're about to knock my mother on the head with a lead pipe, shoot my sister, beat up my wife, take on my sons. So I don't want to ask. What made them do this? They must be taken off the street. There's a consensus on that. Unless we do something about that cadre of young people, tens of thousands of them, born out of wedlock, without parents, without supervision, without any structure, without any conscience developing, because they literally have not been socialized, they literally have not had an opportunity, we should focus on them now. If we don't, they will or a portion of them will become the predators 15 years from now.
2: <laughs> is that not unbelievable? That really is rough, man. You know, and That's are, rough. a lot of people are out there pumping they like what he said. A lot of people they they you know, they were down with it. Of course he was, but the point is He's not. I mean, he's a totally fake person. And right. It, I mean, you know, th- this is why, why people like President Trump. They know he's sincere. He's, authentic, he's real. And he's he's authentic. genuine. Right. Yes. Yes. right this guy just we just whatever way the wind is blowing. That's the way he's going to go. And plus, he's senile. Let's just face it, folks. I mean, listen to these uh, attempts at uh, stringing sentences together yesterday at some forum somewhere. It doesn't matter. Take a listen. Federal government
0: has abdicated any effective leadership role. The White House, at least, has abdicated that role. You know the rapidly rising in uh, um, uh, with uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh,
4: <laughs> Sleepy Joe.
0: But we got to pr- pr- uh, pursue tough fines for those larger businesses that don't abide by the standards or reckly, uh, re- recklessly expose their workers to this. I'm beginning to get bored by my own talk here.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, the, the the what was it? Terry McAuliffe the other say, the other day said, "Keep him in the basement." Not a bad idea. Now he get him out of the basement, and this is what what ensues. Uh, when he gets in the the debate arena with the president, I, I I I believe they'll try to weasel away out of that. I'm not sure. Anyway, Tommy is in Long Island. Let us go to Tommy. Good morning to you, Tommy.
4: How are you, boys? Good hey, morning, You've had me since the riots. Um, great show. Thank,
2: Thank you, Tom. you, Tommy. Thank you.
4: Uh, listen, Cuomo. I can't stand watching him. I don't want to say hate, right?
2: I'll say it. I hate the guy.
3: What
4: is, I mean, doesn't anybody tell him in his, you know, family that he sounds like, how bad he sounds and how stupid he sounds with the cleaning, the trains every day? Imagine we do this every day. I mean,
1: what's going on with this? No, it's a complete opposite, actually. They tell him how great he is and he's cute and his inbox is filled with women from all over the country that want to sleep with him. It's a complete opposite. No one's telling him how stupid he is except for Bernie and Sid. Everybody's telling him how great he
2: is, should be president. But we know better. He's a complete and total phony uh, piece of garbage. He's the guy who paroled uh, a vicious, vicious, vicious cop killer, paroled him, and then pardoned him so he can vote. I mean, as if uh, paroling him wasn't enough. Let's let's pardon him so he can uh, let him vote. And he's the guy who signed the uh, no-cash bail law. He's the guy who killed... Uh, what, 8,000 old people with his stupid executive order, and then tried to blame the president for it, and he got busted on that. Have you no decency, Andrew? Well, you heard what Karen
1: Curtis said to us at 645 this morning down in Florida from uh, Fort Lauderdale, 850 WFTL. She actually made the comparison between what Cuomo did with the elderly population here in New York and Ron DeSantis, which a, with a much bigger
2: elderly population down in South Florida. Absolutely. Nobody died down there. No, DeSantis he, did the right thing. He made sure before he sent uh, a COVID patients back to a nursing home that they were kept in a separate area, totally se- segregated. Whereas Governor Cuomo mandated that they go, it doesn't matter. He, he didn't ask if you can handle it or anything. You must take them back. And they did by the thousands, and they died by the thousands. Cuomo lied. People died.